It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. The this long is the end, baby. Ooh, death Ooh. has come. I like to call this one the Deadpool. <laughs> There's about to be a lot of pools of dead bodies here in a second. Uh-huh. Man. Where's Ryan Reynolds when you need him? He Dude, would... I love Ryan Reynolds. You know what? And this is so funny, completely off topic, but one of my favorite movies of all time, for no reason, is Van Wilder. Like, oh, I, I love so Van Wilder. So good. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything fantasy, but I love it. Uh, yeah, man. I, you know, last week we covered uh, what is it, episodes one and two in yeah. season eight, and today... We decided, after an executive decision, that we're going to dedicate this episode solely to The Long Night. So anything you hear today, all the content, is only going to be based on episode three. And I think this episode deserves it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's what we worked all the way up towards. Right, and what in my opinion should have been, like, like the end, like this should have been... Yeah. I, I, we'll talk about that in the, more in the summary, but yeah, dude, like this, this is crazy. We... We know uh, before we talk about where we left off, you know, we always go a little bit uh, into numbers. And oh, oh, we also got to say the shout out to the guys uh, who have started following the Twitter page. We got a few more followers from last week. So glad that we're on that platform. We debated about, you know, if it was necessary or not. But at the end of the day, the more platforms we're on, the more people we can reach and the more people who will be interested in, you know, maybe gain some entertainment during the quarantine, even though things are starting to open back yeah. up a little bit, man. Shout out to our uh, guys at Film Rage. We got some t-shirts from you guys. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we did get those t-shirts. Do, yeah. we, do we actually have one like around? Yeah, you want me to grab one? Yeah, real quick? Do, we'll grab yeah. it real quick. We'll, we'll yeah. give them. So, uh, you guys, we, we like to, you know, we like to collaborate with some people like in terms of, um, you know, we want to help people grow. They want to help us grow. Kind of like a mutually beneficial relationship with a lot of people. And so we have some really cool friends over at Film Rage and they... Ended up um, showing, yeah, do you hold that side, hold this side? Yeah. Ended up giving us uh, one of their shirts. So shout out to the Film Rage guys. Uh, you know, we love it. So um, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Sent it all the way from Canada. From Canada? Too, oh, man. geez. Wow. It's good stuff. These guys are really cool. If you like um, kind of breaking down different films and Academy Awards and stuff, they just did an episode on foreign films. Okay. Which is interesting. So um, not just fantasy stuff, but you kind of get. You know, you get the documentary side, you get the superhero side. Um, these guys got you covered, so rage on. Very cool. Awesome. And, you know, uh, a little bit about what we always do, talk numbers-wise. Um, you know, so we, we realized that the last week's episode was three hours and 45 minutes. But at the end of the day, I still doesn't stop the downloads, guys, and we can't, we can't say how much we do appreciate uh, sticking with it. It looks, it looks like, you know, we got some awesome... You know, fellow nerds out there that like to get in the nitty-gritty details just like us. So, uh, good stuff there, man. Yeah, man. I was going to tell you, by the way, watch, just because you like Van Wilder, kind of yeah. from left field here, watch Waiting. I know we I've talked about that. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen Waiting. Okay, yeah, yeah. where is like, waiting. the waiter, mm -hmm. uh, and they yep. do the goat. Yeah, they do the, yeah, the, gay, the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I've great. seen it. That's an awesome one. It's got a cool Anna cast. Anna Ferris. Too. Yeah. It's got a really good cast. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. Um, 
What's another thing too? Remember oh, Dan Cook's in that. Dan Cook. He's yeah. like, dude, what the fuck did I do to you? Yeah, Dan Cook. <laughs> Dan Cook is in that. Like, there's a lot of um, famous actors. Dan Cook was really funny Dane. until he stole his Dane. jokes. Dane, <laughs> do the dirty Dane, <laughs> dirty Dane, great Dane. So yeah, and you know, dude, one thing we were gonna talk about to start this off, or what mm-hmm. were those two things that yeah. we were gonna bring up from last time? So the first one was uh, the in the war. Excuse me, in the war room, right? Yeah, with, the war room. But then, mm-hmm. like, and I was like, the dragons, I don't. Right? Yeah, I was like, I don't remember them saying like that. That this is the plan is to hold the dragons here. Well, it turns out that John had proposed, you know, being close enough to Bran to get to him in time, but not too close to where the the Night King wouldn't come. So kind of a little bit of like, you know, at least it was mentioned. At least like the dragon part. It was, was a tie, was, I would yeah, say, for yeah. us. I would, say, I would <laughs> yeah. say the same thing. Yeah, like, um, so that, and then what was the second one that we were going to um, put up there too? What was the second one that we looked at? Was it Sam? Sam uh, Tarly? No, because we had, we did that. I, I had the quote on there at the end. Remember I finished up that okay. that quote? There was, I thought there was something else though. It's so I funny. thought there like, was we were something gonna, else. We're going to tie, tie something back over together real quick. What's funny is you mentioned dragons, and, and then instantly. yeah, me too. Instantly, like I forgot visually stunning else. dragons, Drogon, <clears throat> burning fire everywhere. Um, what else uh, did we look at? We watched. Uh, we talked about Arya playing game, the game, game of faces. Dream. Yes, that's, that's what, what it was. was yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> and you no, know, so you know what? Like I didn't, I didn't pick up on it, and I didn't, you know, I didn't think. But when I go back and watch it, it's very possible. I'll give you your props on that, man. Like you could, you could sell me on that's what she was doing. Because, because she like if you guys listen, the song that plays is almost sounds exactly like the song in Bravos uh, when she's at mm-hmm. the House of Black and White. So it's very plausible that that could have been it. And like it was funny because like she she even like swirled the big stick as she walked around, kind of like the waif would walk around and, and like ask her questions. So you know what, I you could sell me on that. I could I could be. And there was one quote I forgot to mention. Remember she was like, "How many was it? One, two, twenty. and it was just like kind of a back and forth but i just thought it was a very interesting moment um if that is the case which this isn't proven i I I like the theory i like the theory it was interesting i'm in (laughs) you sold me on it so sweet i mean you know now that we're talking about you know little stuff that we went over last time should we give them the recap and then jump into the end yeah man this is the big one all right this is uh we're gonna it's this one's a tearjerker yeah truly uh, so, you know, guys, where we left off in episode one and two, uh, obviously, um, we talked about, uh, Brienne being knighted, which was cool. Although we both have questions about like, since when can you just randomly be like, okay, you're a knight. <laughs> just show up. Yeah. A knight. yeah. Sure. No Are you going to hook up with me later and I'll make you a knight? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so messed up. And we, we, we had, um, <laughs> Podrick's like hauntingly beautiful song there. Mm-hmm. Um, we it talked a little bit about uh, a lot of stuff came full circle. Yeah, by many the way. things came full circle. Mm-hmm. I agree, but obviously the big thing that we left off on is, and, and can we like talk about like what terrible timing John has? Like, why would you tell her right right then? But John tells Danny about his true lineage and who he really is. Uh, you know, right as the horn the horns ring or the, the horns blow, I should say, the bells ring, whatever you want to call it. And the horns blare. That's the word I was looking for. The horns blare, 
And yeah, <laughs> and that signifies death has come to Winterfell. The army of the dead have been spotted. They are outside waiting. Here's the thing. Do you yeah. think he was telling her because he was thinking, well, if we die, I don't want this on my conscience? Well, bro, yeah, but like, why didn't you tell her like earlier? <laughs> why didn't you tell her <laughs> yeah, that when you found like, out? Well, like that's what I'm saying. Like you should. Like my thing is like you should have told her like at least like an hour after you knew. I think it's because kind of like that last minute, like we were saying. You know, you prepare for a final exam or yeah, like say you're like barely passing something. Or I, I, I mean, I've never been in this situation, so I wouldn't know. But say you're about to be charged <laughs> with something and they're about to give you the verdict. I guess like the night before you're like, well, I guess I better tell you. Yeah, or yeah. See what I don't it know is. if I'm going to go to jail or not, right? So I, yeah. I guess it's just uh, it's just terrible timing because, you know. Yeah. Also, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I see. So Amelia Clark, let's give her credit where credit is due because not a lot of people talk enough about her. She prepared for this role. You can see the emotion, the emotion and the anguish in her. Of course, a lot of people don't like what she becomes, which we'll talk about later. However, let's give her credit where credit is due. Not a lot of people talk about her ability as an actor to really get in that role. Whereas John, like when he told it, I, Kit Harrington, I felt like he was just like, I mean, this is who I am. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, what's what like you know too like like I think a lot because remember like this role wore on John a lot when he became like the sole focus of the show for a while like mm-hmm. he was talking about like how much like it mentally broken like broken down and you know mental health is huge guys mental health is so real um and, and like he had to go see a therapist like right. like, like you know what I mean yeah like, like dude like that's <clears throat> crazy uh, just keep hitting that shit <laughs> I was like oh thank you oh, you got it held yeah but um so that's what I I was like John very, was thought I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Josh, Josh, John. See, you're already Jon Snow, in my opinion. <clears throat> Was talking about this wine glass I almost knocked over a minute ago. <laughs> but um, so uh, these, all these people, like, imagine doing something. You know, I, I, I've worked as an extra in um, shows before. Well, one show. But, uh, like, you know, I, so a badass show, though, in that in that show and just in that short amount of time that I had to do, dude, we had to take about like 15, 16 takes just to get it right. And that wasn't even like a big moment. You know what I mean? So, like, but think about like eight, eight straight years of doing like just take after take after take after take. And then, you know, you're getting like the feedback from the fans, like whether they like it or not. Like, you just like, dude, that shit wears on you, man, like, which I, I don't have the experience you did. Uh for those of y'all that don't know, what I did was I worked in entertainment, um, working for, in relation with their picture car division. So I basically provided sports cars to the entertainment division. So I was never an actor, but <clears throat> based on what I've seen from actors I know and you know what you went through, <clears throat> they prepare hours and hours and hours just to get the emotion down right actually Heath Ledger a lot of people don't know the way he performed his role as the Joker was for three months locked himself in a hotel on the top floor and all he got was room service which is why they actually think he had so much fatigue it caused him to have heart problems from you know the Vicodin and stuff he was taking but it goes to show what they do to get into those roles 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's called, not just from. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's called method acting. Like that's what it's <clears> called. Like that's <throat> the term for it. You know, like you actually live your life as if you are the character you're portraying. So that way, you know, you're not really acting it to you. It's like real life. Right. So like that's that's the crazy part. But yeah, guys, I think we should give we need to give the whole cast a lot of credit because I don't think anyone had like. A like, I think they're all good actors for what they were. So. And uh, before we start this episode, because it is about the episode we're talking about. So when it first opened, it was very dark. And yeah. I don't mean in the like figurative sense. I mean the literal, I couldn't half see on my television sense. And we rewatched it and it was like, I could see it totally different. I don't know if it was they edited it or what the problem was. Bro, I, I, the funny thing is, is like we like even though we take our notes separately, we still like getting we are still contact each other pretty regularly throughout the week before we do our podcast. And so when I was kind of giving a rundown of like how the notes were going and how I was like, man, this is going to be a bear of a season. Like I was like, bro, like, like <laughs> tell him <laughs> what I sent you by the way. Which which one did uh, you get at that? What, at what point? When I sent you the text of this is a actual picture of me oh okay. <laughs> he sent me a text message uh what was it it was like a cat like with like really dark circles under his eyes like sunken in yeah like, i yeah. sent you another one right after that but i yeah it was like a cat with really yeah. dark circles and then afterwards i sent him a picture of thoris with the flaming sword and it was the zombie bear attacking yeah. him over and over yeah, yeah man it, I, I, I people can say whatever they want i've never had two notebooks and it's because of all the full circle <laughs> moments in season quotes eight. there's a lot of quotes quotes like dude and that's that's the thing man like uh dude it's just so long like, like to continue mm-hmm. what we were saying like we keep in contact with each other and one of the things i mentioned i was like man i haven't watched season eight since it premiered last year because mm-hmm. this is my first time going through it again because i was so upset with how it ended didn't like it right I watched it again. And I was like, "Bro, like, like, tell me if I'm wrong." But like, did the long night seem clear? Like, I could, I could see everything. Like when I watched it, I remember when I watched it when it first premiered, that everything seemed super grainy, and I had to like squint to try to like make out what was going on. Like, I could barely see anything. And he had the same experience. And then when I watched it this time, I was like, "Dude, it's night and day different." Like, I can see night what's and day. And so our like our theory, like one theory, is that since everyone, because this this was the big episode that you know game of thrones was this is the apex right so uh everyone was streaming this at the same time so we're thinking because like everyone in the world was streaming the bandwidth got like super super like crowded and and like like you know since hbo is a streaming service Mm -hmm. like um it just it just crowded up and just had bad quality for everybody um so that's that's like that's like that's like one that's one thing and the second thing is maybe just like they did with the starbucks cup and they came back and edited out maybe they went back through and edited i don't know regardless if you haven't watched season eight since it premiered and you had trouble seeing the long night go back and watch it now because it's night and day different i didn't have one problem with it not this this time like i I mean i had a actually like the first time i was like squinting on my own 50 inch tv i I I was hooked the entire time. And and what's funny is, you know, that we've gone back through the season. We talked about this a little bit last episode. Like, this is emotional for us because we we have gotten reinvested in these characters. This is like almost a whole new story for us again. Yeah. Because you when you go back through it, especially through season eight, you and you watch them again, you pick up on so many details that you don't see before. Exactly. 
Yep, and then, dude, think about this. Like, this is all we've done since February, bro, is just, like, what we've done for this podcast is straight Game yeah. of Thrones. And, like, week after week, taking notes, watching the series. Like, dude, like, it's it's hard-pressed. Like, man, we, we make this joke, but, like, I mean, outside of the actors and directors uh, of this series, I'd really find it hard-pressed to think, to think anyone else would know Game of Thrones better than us at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, people have no idea either, which... Uh, I mean, and, and you know, this is a testament to you guys because you all followed us yeah. from the beginning since January. But when people think, you know, you tell someone randomly on the street or that you see, you know, in your de- everyday life and you're like, I'm taking notes on Game of Thrones. They think you're taking 20 minute notes. No, it's it, ask hours. Josh. Josh Fucking took, hours, what was it two days you took on it? And two then days. I took two days three days Mm -hmm. it's and when we mean days i mean sit in front of your tv for 24 hours days so for me it wasn't 24 hours like i i think it was like six hours one day and six hours the next day because what i did is i did episodes one two three uh after work on last friday and then uh episodes four five and six after work on saturday so um i think that it was it took me about 12 hours in total but like that's yeah. still like bro, 12 hours a lot. just writing and taking notes is crazy like taking a like imagine a class like a class isn't 12 hours dude school, you know, school isn't 12 hours bro. Like, <laughs> yeah you know like that's crazy but i mean remember when i did the finale before i got started <clears throat> this was at like five o'clock in the afternoon and i was like yeah i've conquered the bear it's almost done i'm starting the finale now Josh was silent because <laughs> he was like not even sure if I would finish it. It was five o'clock in the afternoon. I finished the finale episode taking notes at 2 a.m. Yeah. Like at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. That's nine hours mm-hmm. because there were so many full circle things in the finale. So the point here is it's a testament to you guys. You all followed us for this long since January. Um, it's going to be emotional, but we got a lot of badass detail. Yeah, we do. So what we decided what we're going to do from here on out to give you guys a little idea. Um, we're just because how long uh, the, the first one was with episodes one and two. And those were, quote unquote, the less detailed. <laughs> Our specials. Like, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> yeah. The, the, the less detailed of the episodes. We tried to put them together and it still was three hours and 45 minutes. So what we've decided to do for the remainder of the um, arc we're going to do one podcast episode per episode of season eight. So yeah. we're going to be doing long night here. Then we'll do episode four. Then we'll do episode five in another podcast. And then we uh, got a uh, long night. Yep. The last of the Starks, yep. the bells. Mm-hmm. And then we got the iron throne. Yep. So it's going to be, a, and then we're going to do one podcast per each of those episodes. And then uh, we have a little bit of a bonus episode. Yeah, we got our little summary where, man, we can just talk off the wall and stuff instead of having to relate the whole. And thing that's going to gonna that be season. fun. So that's going to for be, you. You're going to be in heaven, bro. Oh yeah, oh, man. Man. we're going to talk about owls yeah, all fucking geez. day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, without further ado, guys, let's give it, let's give you what you came here for, right? Want to get a little? Let's little, do it. Little, little dilly. Let's get a little malice in the chalice, baby. Yeah, a little malice in the chalice. Uh, ooh, dilly dilly. Sunnailed it. Sunday morning, man, I woke up, I was fighting mad. Well, oh, these, these people woke up Sunday morning and they're about to be fighting dead. Oh, oh fighting, they're fighting oh, the oh, dead! Oh, oh, shit. oh, shit! Oh, shit! I think I was on the top of oh, my dome, man. 
Oh shit, shake that ass, move it like a gypsy. So man, good shit, bro. Good shit. Alright, so episode three, The Long Night. What I've got written down first, obviously nothing too crazy, just Winterfell soldiers and defenders are getting into their position for the long night. You know, so everyone's kind of lining up. We've got, don't forget everyone in the army, we've got the Northmen, we've got the Dothraki, we've got the Unsullied, we've got the two dragons, and then we've got, like, Theon and a couple people defending Bran at the Weirwood tree. <laughs> so, um, which is kind of dope, too, if you think about it, because the way it was lined up, the Dothraki were in the front lines, with their, their what's called the Aro the Aroks, is like the curved sword thingy that they have. So, you know, and this brings up what happens now, because and it's, it's cool that Jorah was out there, because he's the only one outside of Danny that can speak the Dothraki language, and I think people sometimes forget that. And so, while Danny's back on her dragon, like with Jon, Jorah is going to be commanding the front lines, which, number one, the vanguard is a very dangerous place to be for any sort of commander because, you know, the front lines are the first ones to die. Like, it just is what it is. And so Melisandre, our girl, I think you see her down here. She appears. Oh, yeah, you guys can see it on the screen. Uh, she appears, <laughs> and she, you know, out of nowhere, when she, when she got there, no one knows, but she uh, appears and tells Jorah to tell the Dothraki to lift their swords. Mm-hmm. She then proceeds to light their swords aflame with a spell. And guys, guys, we have to like always remind you, fire kills white walkers or whites. So thought that was a pretty big part because, like, like I said, we haven't seen Melisandre since her and um, uh, Varys had their little argument in Dragonstone where Varys basically tells her, hey, don't ever come back to Westeros again. And she's like, oh, I've got to come back one last time. I have to die in this strange country just like you, remember? So now this is the first time we see her since that and, you know, it's kind of that foreshadow moment. <laughs> so uh, anyways, yeah, man, uh, she lights her swords aflame and now we got Dothraki, the yee years with the flaming uh, arocs. But uh, what do you have in there, man? Badass. Yeah, man, and uh, the, one of the greatest parts is when this opens, you start getting perspectives of the characters and you can hear the wind whistling and howling and it, it's ice cold chilling and it's so dark and it you get the sense of fear thrown throughout Winterfell. Yeah, and 100%. I think it's, and uh, what Melisandre says. So like when the she, actual spell? Oh, you yeah. know I'm a Dothraki guy. Nail it. <laughs> Um, He's learning new language in quarantine, ladies and gentlemen. I almost posted that on Instagram. Guys, yeah, I want to. I've learned a new language, and people are like Spanish, French, yeah. what? Dothraki. Something I can't use anywhere but here. <laughs> yeah. So give, give it to him, my man. But um, Melisandre tells them lift their arachs, yeah. uh, which is swords. And she says, Akisos, Anos, Onos, Onos, Ilion, Jekas, Akisos, Onos, Isas, Misas. And what that means is, Lord of Light, cast your light upon us. Lord of Light, defend us, for the night is dark and full of terrors. And they got their flaming swords. And uh, it's funny, it's like the, the, the whole point about this too is Davos... Like, he, he hates Melisandre, right? If you guys remember, that's a whole big thing. Like you ever, if I ever see you again, I'm going to execute you. But he has the men open the gate to allow her into Winterfell. And he, go, and he immediately goes to confront her. And this is what she says to him. There's no need to execute me, Sir Davos. I'll be dead before the dawn. And right before she goes to him, she stares at Grain Worm and says one word. 
Valar Mogulius. <laughs> Valar Mogules. <laughs> Valar, Valar Mogulius, and then he replies, Valar Dohares. Yeah. Which we um, know where that is. All men must die and all men must serve. And which before, I don't know if you caught this or not, before she entered the gate, she looked up and her and Ari like locked eyes, which mm-hmm. is definitely a big foreshadow for what's about to come because they have a very, very um, necessary interaction later on in this and episode. remember what I said. About brown eyes, oh, yeah, yeah. green the, eyes, blue and blue eyes. eyes. Right. So they, they lock, I look at each other and it's funny because it's like, because remember, like we, I, I say, I say this, you know, I don't know how many people agree with me, but Melisandre's grown as a character throughout all of this. She used to be thinking yeah. that she knew everything, and that there was like her Lord of Light was infallible, like you know, and like she just, well, you know, she probably still believes that, but like she doesn't, she basically doesn't pretend like she knows everything herself anymore. Like she admitted that prophecy systems are now tricky, but before, man, she was just killing people because she knew it was the right thing to do, and then you know she found out real quick that you know your God doesn't tell you everything <laughs> or you don't think like, you don't, you know, you think you know something, but you don't. But the thing is, is like, she knew that she, I think she had an idea of why she had to be there. Cause that's why when she walked in her and Aria locked eyes and I'm like, Hmm, I feel sorry for her for Melisandre and in a way, but like, dude, she I, did a lot of I, shitty things. Though. She did, but she is the prime example. After Stannis was gone, all she felt was really brokenness and remorse yep and not knowing what she wanted and the problem the reason i feel sorry for her is because you know sir davos still wants her dead because of shireen um john doesn't even really want her back like they they want her back now during this desperate time just to save try to help them out like when they light the swords Mm -hmm. it lights all around the castle and you have for one minute that sense of hope like it's that sense of hope but in the end i'm sorry well it's kind of cool too is that like he he's the one davos like you said hates her he's the one that allowed her entry into winterfell Mm -hmm. like he could have said no he could have been like no bitch you ain't getting in here don't open the gate he's the one that called for them to open the gate so he does have some sense of i don't even think a sense i think he i think it's more like you know what she might be able to help us in this fight to come yeah i I don't think it has anything to do with like feelings like oh you know like you know i'm gonna be a good person i think it's hey listen like you might be able to be of service here and help us win which whatever is why i feel sorry for her though because in the end i feel like for her She's alone. Yeah, not one person cares for her. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, the Dothraki, led by Jorah, they ride forward to take the fight to the Army of the Dead. Like, how crazy is this? They didn't wait for the army to come forward uh, on them. Like, they took their chance. Like, listen, like, these these people, you know, Army of the Dead, they're mindless. They don't they don't have any sort of battle strategy other than just, just keep coming forward. So they're going to be like, so they, now that they have this quote-unquote advantage of having intelligence and being able to reason but you know I, this is one thing i wrote too was it every dothraki because like it's ridiculous like uh you know how many people were like, like how many was really lined up and then i've got questions like for one after when we finish with this episode because like it sure as heck seemed like a lot of her like did she like split some of her fighters up because bro when <laughs> when the dothraki ran forward with their horses like you can see, like the the fire on the Dothraki's blades in the distance, when like it kind of gives us the perspective from Danny and John on the on the dragons. You can see, like the flames in the distance, like fighting. Like you can see them moving around, but like 
they start slowly going out until we see no more light in the distance. And then that, that means, like, to me, like, the, the Othraki were, were overrun, and the ones that were remaining, they retreated back on, like, foot. They ran back, like, some people didn't even have their horses, like... And they did. <laughs> like, and imagine this, guys. Imagine just a black mass. Yeah. Like, a mass of nothingness. You have this huge white glowing light which is the entire dothraki kalasar as danny watches over it seeing her basically her her family yeah. um that you know she's grown to love and they just collide with it and turn it into nothing and all you hear is yeah. and you and hear, hear nothing <laughs> nothing it's silent and then you hear like like the stampede of them running back that's the thing it's like man it sure as heck seemed like they took out a lot of the dothraki and that was just the first opening like thing like my question was like, how are there so many left afterwards? And we'll we'll talk about that. But like that that's one thing that bugged Which, me. Which think of this. Remember what Jamie said in season seven? The Dothraki, they looked like they could take us out just for sport. Imagine how good the army <laughs> remember, of the dead is. Remember, like, and that's not even that they're good. I think they just have so many bodies. Like hundred thousand, like, yeah, yeah. Like, at least. You know, so like that's the problem is they've got they've got so many bodies and you have to have something either of one of three items in the world to kill them a valyrian like a valyrian steel uh, dragon glass or fire so like if you don't have that man you're fucked <laughs> you have a great point because you go to like karate class or something i don't care who it is yeah. D- say damn jackie chan so let's <laughs> say jackie chan or jet lee you go to jackie chan or jet lee's damn karate class they're gonna tell you yeah you can kick their ass but you can only take on so many people and you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Like, you can't take on 100,000 The thing is, they had people. no choice. You know, yeah. It's not like they chose. I mean, they did choose to run to them. But So that, my biggest thing is just like, man, like, what the heck? Like, how in the world? Like, and this is, this is my problem, too. Because like, what happens next is Jan, Danny jumps into action. John grabs her and tries to get her to, like, wait and stick to the plan he said the night king is coming and then danny replies the dead are already here but like if this was going to happen anyways why didn't danny do one passive just breathe some fire first before she let all her people go to their deaths <laughs> like, I, I think she expected them to take more out than they did and also I, yeah. yeah sorry no another, another thing too because like you're, you're this is a good point that you're about to make because you thought they were going to do better in like the fight dude why did they stop hurling the flaming cannons from Winterfell? Remember how they starved? Like yeah, they starved with the them? They just stopped. Like, dude. <laughs> I think they were the only explanation I can say for that. If it's not a plot hole, <laughs> there's no explanation because you can I've say got two possible ones. Okay, what, give what, me. What, what do you think? My only explanation is they. I only have one. And my only ex, well, I guess it can technically be two. One, they either got freaked out and didn't worry about it and just let the unsullied hold off the horde like they were doing. The other part is when they got so close to the trenches that the catapults didn't matter because. Oh, the- no, no. That's just, I'm talking about in the very beginning when the Dothraki ran to the army of the dead. Like that, in the very beginning, they were throwing the catapults okay. all the way along. Got- all the way gotcha. There. I know where they were throwing it. So that this is in the very, yeah, the very, very beginning of this fight. The only thing I can think of is number one, they ran out of catapults. Or number two, they're worried about hitting the Dothraki as well as the Army of the Dead. Which would make sense. So guess, like, like friendly fire, yeah. but that's it. I but, don't know. That's a great question. For sure. Um, but yeah. So the Army of the Dead sprint right at the Unsullied. 
and foot soldiers colliding at full speed. There was no rhyme or reason to this madness. They were just overrunning them with bodies. Like, that's what I have there. What do you have? Uh, what, what did you take away from that opening? One of the biggest things is Danny's kind of in disbelief at this point. Like, she can't believe when that entire light goes out. And you still have kind of that elephant in the room feel oh, between the, them. Yeah, you're right. True. And that's a big thing because it's, it's not the Danny and John in season seven. Or even like the episode one of. Of right. season eight. Like Even how that. happy they were when they, they did that whole dragon ride together yeah. to the North Wilderness and it was it beautiful. It is like they it's literally like aggression. It's aggression. It's truly yeah, you I think it's like passive aggressive. Like they they like John wants to put the beef aside so that way they can work together. He because he doesn't even want the, the damn thing, but Danny's just mad. Like she's mad, mad. But Danny uh, says here too, if you don't mind me reading this. Take it. John grabs her by the hand as she's pulling away seeing the dothraki just burn out like it turns black the night king is coming danny says the dead are already here you didn't hear me say that four minutes ago <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> I, literally, <laughs> here. I literally just read gotcha. that line from <laughs> it's like, josh talks so fast sometimes i don't know <laughs> if i the think you're right though I, I try to slow it down sometimes because guys if you don't know i'm from new york and i guess we kind of talk fast just by nature but um yeah man like i was like i, I just read that quote like <laughs> it's because you're before. you know why i got i didn't realize it it's because you started talking about the catapults so i was thinking about the catapults and the theories and then you said that at the yeah. same time so i disregarded it so yeah you did say that good call but uh it's just funny but um yeah dude i i the, the army of the dead sprinting at them is where i left off there uh, Danny rains down some dragon fire on the whites. Now imagine if she wasn't there. Imagine if Sansa had gotten her way. John comes back, king in the north, and you know, hey, yay, we're a free North nation. And then these guys come. What the fuck are they gonna do? They've gotten they'd be they'd be massacred within, within the within the hour. Well, it's like John was saying, like we'd be done. And this was visually gorgeous if you could see it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you can see it the second time around. Yeah, the second time <laughs> they're coming down from you know the angle with drogon and she's taking out an entire line of these whites and as the whites like explode the snow melts in front of them and you're just seeing lights and lights yeah. of fire almost like if you pulled a flashlight in the middle of the night um and and one thing i did put here <laughs> is the unsullied yeah. And the unsullied, you know, like we've talked before in this podcast, how much they stand their ground. And it's about to get to the point there's just so many waves of the dead. Yeah. And dude, just to mention the Doth Racking over time, because I forgot to say this, not that anyone needs reminding. But like you, like you were, you were mentioning how Jamie is like, yeah, I don't see how, like I've seen the Dothraki, like them screaming barbarians, like we can't stop them. Like remember, when Bronn said that too. He's like, these fuckers are gonna swamp us, mm-hmm. right? Like so, these these barbarian looking, like the best way I can put it, is, they just they wiped out the sons of harpies like they were nothing. Yeah, like these, they're badass. They're all jacked. Like you know, like seriously, they these are. <laughs> These are like Attila the Hun motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like they are just badasses on horseback. They, they don't even fight with armor because they don't think they need it. Like they just like so these crazy barbarians with like their power on horses and everything. 
they tried to they tried to like their first wave against the whites and like they were swarmed. Like that's the craziest thing, man. But yeah, no, but you're talking about the unsullied and and the waves crashing against their front lines there. It was pretty crazy too. And so the next thing I have is John and Danny flying towards where the army of the dead are. And as they get there, huge gusts of dark gray swirling winds engulf them. Like you, they can't see anything anymore, which is a genius ma like maneuver by the Night King, who knows that like you know they're gonna be coming to, for him on Dragon Bag. That's why I know like the Night King has like cognizant thought, because why else would he need to like, create that swirling dark winds that you know? It, it was mm -hmm. pretty crazy, man. And keep in mind when Danny comes down, because the plan is gone already. Oh yeah, the plan's, the plan's she gone. She Think of that. Within 10 minutes, you abandon the plan. Bro, that's like, for, for our sports fans out there, that's like, you know, one team scoring <laughs> the team scoring one touchdown, and you decide that you're going to just air the ball Screw out it. the rest. Yeah, just air Screw the ball it. out the rest of the game. But, um, yeah, man, I don't yeah. know. I just thought that shit that's was crazy. That's irony. Viserion. Yeah, just he just, he, <laughs> the, the Viserion of all ones too, right? But, uh, no, put that bad boy there. But, yeah, man, it's just, it's basically... If you abandon your entire game plan because the other team scored one touchdown, like that was only the um, one thing that that happened. Like, not like they are both Racky crashed against the line. We still got a whole fucking war to fight. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, and, and they just like whatever plan they had gone to shit in seconds. Right, and it kind of cuts to a minute where you have like Brienne and Jamie and and our heroes, as you yeah. describe them, yep. is they're starting to get swarmed. Yeah. It's 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 just crazy, but um, um, Rhaegal, don't forget, John hops on Rhaegal, and he's following Danny because keep in mind it's still his queen, so he's still going with kind of her plan a little bit, I would say. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that's why I think it made like the dark swirling winds so much like more mm -hmm. menacing is because it's not just Danny, it's John in there too. And if those two, if one of those two goes down, this is it. Like they they can't. They can't win. Even on my TV, which I got to give them credit, because I didn't like the way they did it the first time when it was so dark, but it made it very realistic. Yeah. Because you can barely see. You feel like you're well, almost there with them. I almost thought it was like when they did it the first time, and I didn't. This is why I didn't have a problem with like the visuals, so to speak, the first time around. Like, yes, it was annoying not being able to see, but it's kind of like an allusion to the fact that like you can't see death coming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like in real life, you don't know. You know when death's coming. It's the long it night, coming, not so. long, long morning. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But one more thing I have too. Like we get another quick wink back to season one, when John gave Arya needle, he told her to stick him with the pointy end. Well, Arya tells Sansa as she gives her a dragon glass dagger. She's like, I don't know how to use this. And Arya says, stick him with the pointy end. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Like it was just a quick, like full circle moment. John had said that to Arya, who wasn't much of a fighter back then. And then now Arya giving the dagger to Sansa, who's not much of a fighter, just gives her the same exact yeah. line. And Sansa's going down to the crypt at this point because yep. Arya says, get down to the crypt. And Sansa says, I'm not abandoning my people. And, you know, she basically convinces him to go down. And one thing I do want to say going off of when you said you saw the Night King and the generals and stuff, the generals, yeah. they're coming out of the tree line. Yeah. And that was pretty sick because you're like, wow, like, there's so many. Like, this is when you get that sense. There's so many of them. What are they going to do? They're fucked. Yeah, man. And so... <laughs> you said that, yeah, they are. <laughs> like, already at this moment. Like, And think about that. Dude. We're not even, like, a 
one page in of note. Well, at least I'm not. I write really small. I know you, you got to take up your whole oh, pages. I got but, but, like, straight up, this is just in the first 15 fucking minutes. Dude. Five minutes of the fight. Like, yeah. So, that, you know, now we're talking about, you know, you mentioned our heroes. One of our boys, you know, Sam gets in a little sticky uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he we all know Sam's not a warrior. He's not a fighter. So why he wasn't in the crypts to begin with, I don't know. He gave his sword to Jorah. You know, it's like, why was Sam even doing out there? He could have, like, that made no sense to me. But whatever. Uh, he falls down. A white's about to attack him. And, like, Ed saves him. Like, like he, Ed, Ed saves him. And, like, like, Sam's kind of in, like, this weird shock as he's laying on the ground. And, like, like you see all this crazy rampage and carnage there happening around him. And that kind of gives, like, the feel of why... Sam's in shock. It's like, oh shit! Like, dude, like this is the end. And then fucking Ed is over the top of him yelling, like, "Get up! Get, get up! up! Like, get it's, up!" It's and it's what really sucks is because because of all that, as Sam stands up, Ed gets speared through the back, killing him instantly. And so Sam just straight up runs from that way at that completely time. take a shot. Just, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just right? kidding. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like it was so it's so gory Vivid. that when like that spear went through his back and came out, you didn't see it come out here, but like the blood spurted out of his mouth and like oh. And I gotta tell you guys, I was wondering today if it went out his eye because it squirts <laughs> yeah, everywhere. It does. Um, but at the same time, if you don't mind me saying, <laughs> you know. Jamie's getting covered with kind of the dragon ash, and you have Brienne and Tormund uh, that are, you know, attacking the walkers one by one. And Jorah is on his horse and gets knocked off his horse yeah. at this he, time. He had a retreat with the Dothraki at yeah. the beginning. Like, they made it back to the lines of the Unsullied, but yeah, man. So they're just getting, like, immediately out of the get go, getting their ass like, kicked. You know how what usually happens in any sort of war, like things start off kind of even, and then eventually one army gets like the better of it. Like, like no, this started off as an ass kicking from the jump. Sleigh fest. <laughs> it was a sleigh ride. <laughs> they, they, yeah, yeah, that took him for a sleigh ride for sure. Uh, the next thing I have, you know, John and Danny, they fly into each other in the gusty wind. Their their dragons are like flying. Yeah. Boom! They hit each other. That shit was crazy, man. And, you know, you had Rhaegal that was, like, hitting the treetops at first because he can't see. Yeah, that thing was crazy, man. Um, and then at this point in time, too, certain foot soldiers are retreating into Winterfell as the Unsullied hold their ground. Mm-hmm. So we get, like, an aerial view of the Unsullied trying to hold the line, but the dead keep coming in endless numbers, and it's just more and more right, whites running straight up into the fight like it's just they're not there's not fighting they're not they're just fucking running into him running into him running into him it's like it's seriously like waves crashing against the shore right like, dude it, that was crazy what did you have for that part <laughs> i do want to say this this is stepping back a little bit like right when ed dies uh-huh. the white has like long hair and really looks like something out of a walking dead like it it looks at sam is like <laughs> And just kind of snarls and, yeah. and then goes up to Sam and is like pressing down on the knife near his eye. Like he's holding yeah. him down. And then it's just very sad because we've been with Ed since the beginning here in the Night's Watch. And man, it's, it's a sad way for him to go down because he was capable of so much more in this fight. And what's sad too, because I'm not going to take too much away from it, but if you guys remember what Ed said back. Um, I can't even tell you what season it was, but Ed said uh, maybe it was when, when the Wildings. I think it was when the Wildings were attacking Castle Black. 
he tells me like if I die, burn my body because once I leave this world, I don't want to come back. Right. Which kind of sucks because what's about to happen. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> this like that was a foreshadow mm-hmm. from him from years ago. Exactly. So and Tormund at this time is is shouting to the crowd as the fire and ash starts to cover from the dragons. You know, you got the icy wind, and he's like, "Fall back, fall back." And you even had Lady Mormont that's shouting to everybody, open the gate, open the gate, open the gate. And they start open the gate to the castle and the Unsullied are having to hold their line and Grey Worms sing, protect the retreat in High Valyrian, of course. But low Valyrian or low Val- high because Valyrian because they're, they're like yeah. slaves. So low, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, <laughs> Very sad. Yeah. But yeah, Valyrian. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know it was like stand your ground. And this is when you have the white swamping their ass, yeah. like one by one. Yeah. And and keep in mind they're using Swaves. that lock step that we've said you know before terrible for, for, terrible for, for close quarter fighting. Mm-hmm. And like that's the thing that bugs me too. Krasnus, the guy who. Uh, sold, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. like, sold the um, Unsullied to Danny but it mentions like how they're trained in so many different weapons like why are they so passionate about using the spear only <laughs> yeah like think about that uh, like you're just gonna stick to think about even Grey Worm I don't think I've ever seen him really use a sword no. I've seen him use a sword when he was going up the steps to take Castle Rock but yeah. that even then he threw the threw spear yeah, at yeah, the top yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, one thing like I the will beggar say queen too, you are. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say too is Arya saves the hound with a flaming arrow to the white's head, and I thought that was pretty ironic because yeah. the hound is scared of fire, and she saved him with a flaming arrow. It was pretty cool. The hound kind of turns into a bitch. Dude, every yeah. single time she gets real, the hound does. Remember the ba- battle of Blackwater Bay? He yeah. walked. He, he walked straight up off of that. Yeah. So. Um. But, you know we're we're big on the Hallmark Channel here. <laughs> so we uh, try to make sure everything look good, looks good, and then when Chase talks, he uses his Taladignite's hands, his talons of fear during this fight, and Viserion and Melisandre uh, was sent flying as she said high Valyrian to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, the, I, the next thing I have after I said that, I said the, the Unsullied, they're falling under the weight of the sheer numbers. Like, like they're falling, and you, yeah. and you see like, like they keep doing new formations mm-hmm. as they're getting smaller because they're getting fucked up. Yeah, they keep breaking up into small formations because as they're losing people, they're trying to do the best they can to, like you said, protect the retreat, making sure that everyone can get inside of Winterfell that can. Exactly. What I meant by that was our figurines here for the Game of Thrones reference fell on the ground. <laughs> we picked them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but then, you know, you have Bran that's over at the Godswood for a little bit. And he's kind of shown um, watching kind of Rhaegal on the castle front. Um, and, and, you know, you have Theon over there that's protecting him. And this was very interesting because I even wrote this down. Um, <laughs> I said this. Oh, it's just funny. You're going to love my notes here. I said, this is so much easier now to see on my big-ass TV because it was so dark the first time. But John kind of hops near on this, like, trestle near Bran to kind of watch him for a little bit while he's at the Godswood tree. And he kind of, like, uses his warging and then kind of turns into all these three-eyed ravens to go see over the crowd. Yeah. I have, I I have again too like 
what's it called? Where is it? There we go. That Sir Davos, he gives a signal to light the trenches, but mm-hmm. Danny can't see him in the dark winds. So he's like, so they, they don't even know that that signal has been given yet. Um, but then we have our girl, which I'm sure you've got it uh, written down again, right? Oh, Melisandre yeah. chants in, in Valyrian while the battle rages around her to try to light these trenches. Because, guys, as we know, fire kills whites. And so they, they put trenches all the way around <clears throat> the full circumference of Winterfell. So... Listen, if she doesn't light these trenches, all they're going to do is stop a few whites before they get overrun by the sheer numbers again. So, like, like they need these trenches to light up because fire kills them. Right. So, And keep in mind, you know, the Unsullied are pretty badass at holding the line. We've talked about this, like, when they did in Dorne in ancient history. Yeah. And so they're holding there, and Grey Worm's commanding the line. Like, they're just swamping them wave after wave. And Grey Worm's, like, like the trench light the trench light the trench because we can't hold it anymore mm-hmm. like they're swamping us we can't do this anymore and then all of a sudden of course you know she starts kind of walking there and she walks pretty damn slow yeah for people who are about to die right exactly yeah like, ne- like it's not like she like, walks like runs over there you know what i mean she like kneels down gets on her knees and like, <laughs> grabs the wood um uh, and then i even put you know one thing about Grey Worm, like he has his face mask down and it's it's so cold outside you can like almost like feel his breath as the blood's on his face. Yeah, like cool. the exhaustion. Um and then of course you have a little bit going on at the same time where you have uh the Hound Barrack and Tormund are kind of standing at the castle gates in this V shape and they're taking people on like one by one. The ones that get through, yeah. What's um happening here is everyone's just getting swamped so everyone's falling back even sir jorah at this point is kind of running through the unsullied just trying to help as much as he can but melisandre kneels down and she says this 12 times and she says akios onos ilo misas Akios onos ila misas. Akios onos ila misas. Akios onos ila misas. I don't think you need to do the full 12. I think you yeah. get the point. But you get the point. <laughs> but it gets to a point. It's you don't know if it's going to light or dead not. Dead silent. Yeah. It's dead silent. And then she says it one more time as this white is diving to her with the blue eyes and the yeah. arm stretched out. She says, Akios onos and it lights and the entire trench goes all the way around the castle Mm -hmm. and you get to this point like maybe we have a chance it was cool like because think about man there's so many things where if one thing goes wrong like this this war ends quickly and not for the good side (laughs) like if those trenches don't go up in flames like i said they just overrun it like yeah it'll take out a couple whites like who can't move past like how it has it in there because they don't think they can't jump they don't climb they just run into shit until the shit either goes out of the way and like the other ones walk on top of the other whites like you know what i mean so this like, was that point like if you're in like a theater or something you're like come on come on melisandre get yeah. this shit going come on let's do it's this ex- it's exactly right yeah um so what i was gonna say too man like i think that Part of me, just because I I, I would have done the long night just a little bit different. Like, it was pretty good. But, like, if they did it to its fullest potential, they should have released that in theaters. 
that would have been with awesome. With a full like sound system and like on the big screen would have been pretty cool. You but. brought a great point because you know one thing they used to do. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, originally. So when I was working in entertainment, like Josh was saying before, how he worked on the originals, uh, Conyers, Georgia. That's mm-hmm. where he used to work, right? I only know because I dropped off some cars there one time. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, my point is they actually had a lot of people don't know. This was back in season five when I was really into Game of Thrones. They had the premiere of season one at the Fox Theater. So that would have been great. Yeah. Like, why could you not do this? It's an hour and a half. It's the same length as a full movie. You should have had this in theaters. That would have been awesome. It's super cool. Like, and- fifteen million was used just on this scene. By the way, I agree. Um, yeah. So now it was pretty cool that uh, we're, we're we're with Sansa and Tyrion in the crypts. And Sansa says the most heroic thing that we can do now is look the truth in the face as she's trying to dissuade Tyrion from going out there. Because Tyrion has this moment where, like, he's like, well, I, you know, I, I went out there in the black backwater bay and, you know, I, I, I helped out there. I mean, we took the people from behind and, like, it helped them out. And Sansa's, like, basically trying to tell me, bro, like, there's nothing you can do here. These are not people. Like, these are dead. Like, these are dead men coming. So, uh... I'm starting to feel here too. Tell me if you were getting this vibe. I wrote this down. I'm starting to feel as if Tyrion has mixed feelings about where his loyalties lie between, uh, because like because, um, Missandei immediately rushed to Danny's defense when Sansa pseudo insulted her, and Tyrion didn't do anything. Like when Sansa said like like uh, like our queen mm-hmm. something like something. Did you have that quote like that she said? Oh, of course I do. I just got to get to it. Yeah, she says something about the queen, and Mel- Miss Sansa's like, "Well, uh, our queen is the only reason that we're still alive." Tyrion didn't say anything to defend Danny, because like, like Tyrion and Sansa are like old friends, so it's like I started to get the feeling like, man, you know what? Like like Tyrion for sure is on Danny's side, but he's not a hundred percent devoted. You know what I mean? And let's kind of go through this scene for a minute because Tyrion is kind of standing at the stairs, and he's like, "I should almost be there." Um, because he's remembering this kind of takes us back full circle uh season two uh clash of kings remember the battle of blackwater and he says i might see something someone else is missing remember the battle of blackwater i brought us through the mid the mud gate it varies <laughs> no cock <laughs> yeah the eunuch and you had f- half your face cut off yep. like and that's the and keep that's in mind his best friend like what are you thinking dude and Tyrion says and it made a difference if i was out there right now and you have sansa that interrupts you die there's nothing you can do like this is the biggest fight they've ever seen and this is when you kind of have this going back and forth so Tyrion says you might be surprised at the lengths i go to to avoid joining the army of the dead i can think of no organization less suited towards my talents (laughs) (laughs) and then she says, witty remarks, dead serious here, pissed. Witty remarks won't make a difference. That's why we're down here. None of us can do anything. It's the truth. That's the most heroic thing we can do. Just like you were saying, that's that quote. Look the truth in the face. And this is when all this shit goes down. And then Sansa says, um, the Dragon Queen divided loyalties. 
that would be a problem. And Masunday says, without the dragon queen, there would be no problem at all. We'd all be dead already. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, she. And that, but that's my point. Is like Tyrion didn't rush to Danny's mm-hmm. defense. Missandei had to. So my thing is like, dude, are we starting to see like a shift? Like not a shift. Like I don't. Not, I wouldn't say like he's like. When the, let's say it's all over, I, and then he has to pick a choice between Sans and Danny. I'm not saying he would take Sansa's side, but the thing is, is like, Danny wants people that are solely loyal to her. And Tyrion's shown time and time again, he's tried to save his own family from dying multiple times, and he's tried like he's tried to. Like build this nice relationship with Sansa, who they both know do not get along. Like Danny and Sansa don't get along. So it's like, I know he's not like like not questioning his loyalty to Danny. It's just like he's never gonna be that blind follower that she wants, like Grey Worm and Masande are. See, I think it's a little bit different because I think Tyrion started to have feelings for Sansa. I mean, we're gonna go into this episode. But that's weird because, like, not to get too far, I don't. I can. I think I can say this because it doesn't mm-hmm. have anything. But in the last episode of season eight, Tyrion admits to loving Danny. Yeah, but remember, he also said not in the way, not as not successfully, success, not as successfully. Meaning, like, like obviously, Danny didn't love him badly. He couldn't. Like, that's what I'm saying. He said not as successfully as you. Like, it's a great question you bring up. I don't think he had feelings for Sansa. I don't know, man. If you even go in this episode, there's a part where they're holding hands, it's and we'll talk about it. Because they're about to it. die, like you know, you just hold, like, you know, they're just like, hey, like, hey, listen, like, we're about to go out, man. Like, this is it's like a sign. I don't of, know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I don't. Think they were married. Like you don't know. A sham marriage, as he called it. Like yeah. when they like when I they know, unconsummated. The <laughs> yeah. Anything. Literally, like like slept on the damn chair while she had the whole yeah. bed to herself. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. like she's he's always kind of viewed her as a child because he's so much older than her. I just like, don't think Tyrion loved Danny though. He said it, <laughs> and he even admitted not as successfully as John, meaning he couldn't. People love Danny because she was a hot blonde. <laughs> I am actually a real Danny loyalist and don't just love Danny because how hot she is. <laughs> That's like the difference here. For, huh? yeah. yeah. But um, like, I love what she stands for. Like she'll always be my queen, but that, despite how bad it gets. That's funny. But, uh, okay. So but, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. So Bran tells Theon everything he's done has led him to where he is now. Cause Theon tries to like, you know, kind of apologize a little bit. And um, so basically, when he when he tries to apologize, Brand just kind of sh- not that he shakes it off, but he's like, no, listen, like like everything you've done has led you to where you are now. Very very similar to when like Jamie tried to apologize to Brand, and Brand's like, well, you're here now, you know what I mean? So like we've had this thing like almost we always hear that quote in real life, everything happens for a reason. Well, now everything's coming to full circle of why everything happened. Because if certain things happened differently, certain people wouldn't be there. If certain people wouldn't be there, we would be fucked. So, well, we already are, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. And it's funny because he says that. I'm sure you have the <laughs> quote when you, and you do the funniest brand impression. And he, and he tells him, I, I have to go now. You remember that? Like, you <laughs> yes, I do have that. Nice. I, I'll read it. <laughs> I think maybe because secretly I'm, I'm a little bit of brand <laughs> because uh, Josh knows me very well. I'm kind of like that guy, uh, you know, <laughs> I always hang out with everybody, but then, then I'm still going to always do what I want to do kind of thing. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of brand. But one thing I do want to bring up is when, like you said, Theon said they lit the trench. That is 
and sparked a feeling of fear in them because that trench that got lit so early that was an emergency yeah yeah that was that was not a plan wait wait to bring that up you're exactly right like that was like if all else goes to shit then we'll have to light the trenches and the trench is lit in like 10 minutes dude like like, so we we pulled out our fail safe that's like that's like like the trench we're fucked (laughs) that's what it was for me it's like you know when you know when you, you go skydiving and you have to pull the parachute cord? Up, man. It's like, fuck it! Fuck it! We're all gonna fucking die! And you like, just jumped off the plane. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you just jumped off the plane. You just pull your cord immediately. Like, you literally, fuck? like, dude, like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's what it was. Like, they got swamped. They're fucking pulling there. And Theon's like, dude... <laughs> they lit... Like, imagine the fear in his eyes. He looks at Brandy. he's like... They lit the trench. Yeah. They lit the trench, and it's fucking 15 minutes in. He was Theon in his mind is thinking, "We're fucked, Bran. Yeah. We're fucked. You're gonna die. I'm gonna die too. We're all gonna fucking die. I'm gonna fucking go to Hawaii and fucking fuck that shit, man. I'm fucking jumping off this fucking Winterfell God's Will shit, and your fucking ass is grass. No way, dude. That's <laughs> the funny part though, is because it's the exact opposite. Reek Theon, is gone, man. Yeah, Reek, there was no Reek. Oh, I because... miss Reek. Yeah. Reek smelled so good. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dude, so, uh, there's one more thing too that no, I was gonna I'll say. let you just put. That yeah, that's a good thing, right? I'll let uh, Josh be my little hand <laughs> carry. But I do have that quote. Yes, go for it. So I'll start from the beginning. When Theon goes, they lit the trench. Bran, I just want you to know. I wish the things I did. Everything you did. I wish I, I didn't do the things I did. Yeah. I didn't do the things I did. Is it? Yeah, sorry. Things I did. I didn't read it all. <laughs> Everything you did brought you to where you are now, where you belong, home. I'm going to go now. <laughs> Sorry, like, <laughs> that's I'm literally it. Go now. I'm going to go now. And he goes like, and he it's weird. It's like that's so weird. Because you said he's like. I'm going to go now. Like it's in the middle like of the Senate. It's like a sir, it's like a Siri robot voice. Like it's like, <laughs> like it's like he's not a real human in there. I'm going to go now. Have you ever heard someone that like doesn't finish their sentences? It's, it's like someone that's like like my father used to say. And like that was it. <laughs> like you just said like my father used to say. Yeah, and so actually so now, weird. when Bran goes full three-eyed raven, we see the Night King on Viserion for the first time during the long night. I'm going to try really out cool. for Bran next time. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, though. So this whole time, we're wondering, where the hell is the Night King? Like, when is he coming? Because, like, guys, they fucked up their army without the Night King or the generals even being part of the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if they all, like, like did their... They'd have been done anyways. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, such small things. If they change a little thing about everything. Can we bring this up? Yeah. Like, if you're a... Which, this makes sense, because if you think the Night King really doesn't think about things. As a military strategy, why did he even come out? Like, they could have just killed Bran, like, swamping the shit. Yeah. Like, Theon would be dead with 100,000 people, and they would have killed Bran. They don't need him to walk out there. He just wanted to walk out to do his duty. Yeah. But that's funny. That's really ironic because, you know, we talk about in the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Uh-huh. So. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah, we see him for the first time during the long night. The Night King has the army of the dead fall purposely on the flaming trenches until enough bodies are piled up to allow the other ones to climb over the dead. Like, what a fucking move that is. Like, <laughs> like, like that's, that's, that's all... 
that's all the Night King. Like he's doing like like they're doing the stuff at his bidding. Like he's got I'm sure it's like some mental urge or whatever. I don't even know what it is. But the fact is like they are they are doing their best to extinguish the flame because you know the best way to to if you ever start a fire, you know, like you you ever hear about it, the best thing you do is suffocate the flame. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what these they did. They sacrificed their own dead bodies until there was enough bodies piled up to where they can just climb on over the shit no problem. In I mean, it, it, keep in mind, you know, Sir Davos and Arya are watching this, and it's just like kind of how we're describing it to you. They can't believe what's happening. They thought they were fine with this whole trench thing. Why the fuck would you think you'd be fine against 100,000 people with a fire trench? That's like lighting a campfire, and you're like, they're not going to put it out. Like, think about that. Nah, man, they'll be fine. Bro, like, that's the thing, too, we need to talk about is that, you see, you keep saying 100,000, but, bro, there was way more than 100,000 because there was 100,000 when they saw my hard home. That's the that's yeah. when we got that number. That's why that's, I say that. That's before, but. like, all the, there's probably other people they killed beyond the wall, any of that straggling wildlings. Then when they came north, they took out all the umber That's house. a good point. Like, so and, they've been adding to their army for three years, two years since, like, when we saw them at 100,000. And think like, of this. In dude. season seven, Danny said 100,000 at least. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So and like yeah, think about that. When we were when we saw that visual of them like on the lake, like the battle on the lake, they, they, dude, they took up the whole fucking mountainside, <laughs> like the whole area. That shit was crazy. Yeah. That's what made it ridiculous that John was able to escape on Benjamin's horse. Because, but yeah. I know we we got we digressed there. But, but now we're talking about John. <laughs> he sees the Night King and flies to confront him. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't make it, but he, he tries. <laughs> One thing I do say though, as all this is kind of going down right before that. You know, the archers are kind of raining fire on this thing. And yeah. they're just like, noose. noose. Remember Ramsey yeah. Bolton? Noose! Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So it's this. It's knock, draw, loose. Knock, yeah. draw, loose. Yeah. Okay, so loose, loose, yeah, loose. Yeah. Loose. Yeah, Sierra, boom. loose. See, this is why you got to watch your captions, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, one thing I wrote down that I always think of, our arrows will blot out the sun. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> such a badass movie. Uh, Lena Headey, <laughs> she's uh, Cersei, man. She's in that movie. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, you know they're they're kind of knocking out the White Walkers and trying to hold them back as much as they can. But they keep coming through the trench. Like they can fire all day, all day. But they're still all day. Ain't got nothing on us. Not in our house. Not in our house. <laughs> See, I and, was doing I was doing the old day from New Girl from Schmidt. If you guys watched that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I was doing the uh, uh, the Ray Lewis from the Ravens that Josh taught me earlier. What was oh, it, the Ravens? The, the squirrel dance. The squirrel yeah, dance. The squirrel dance. Yeah, yeah, do the squirrel. Yeah. Do the squirrel. That was, a, that was <laughs> yeah. a fun one. If I had enough room in here. I would do it, but I'd knock the whole damn uh, thing see, over. It kill it, see, it, it kill that <laughs> but, shit. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, what I had that point, John sees the Night King, flies like in front of him. The dead make their way up the Winterfell walls. Brienne, Jamie, Gendry, they fight off as many as they can, but the dead get over the walls and into the Winterfell courtyard. Like, now, now like, dude, the outer wall fell. The inner well, wall does not fall on because now they're in the courtyard to where they can wreak some real serious havoc. They've breached these defenses in a fairly short amount of time. And keep in mind, at this point, ash is everywhere from where Drogon and Rhaegal are just spitting fire. Mm-hmm. It's pitch black. It's ash Smoke and snow at the same everywhere. time. Like, it's crazy. Like Imagine if you were in this. You can't see shit. Yeah. You got things just... Coming at you. Like a paintball game, right? You got Kinda. shit coming at you everywhere, but at the same time, you can't see anything. Imagine a paintball game in the pitch black dark. Dude, that's crazy. Absolutely awful. Um, but then you kind of have, uh, 
you know, are we at Grey Worm here? Grey Worm and Jora is where we're at? I uh, maybe or John. Because I don't think maybe for me that part wasn't important because I jumped to the hound cowering behind the wall. Okay. Uh, so I'm you, a little you, bit before that. Okay, yeah, take yeah, hit that. But so you kinda have like me and Josh were saying, you know, they're getting swamped at this point and, and the whites are starting to climb up the ladders. So they're pushing the whites on the ladders, just like the Battle of Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Lord of the Rings, you know, you got the Urukai that's trying to yeah. climb up the castle walls. These whites are doing the exact same thing, and you have Grey Worm and Jorah that run all the way to the top of the castles and start commanding the archers to keep shooting down. And they're shouting, hold the wall! They're climbing up the wall. Hold the wall. And, you know, like, people... Like, like, fuck, we're trying. Like, <laughs> like fuck. Like, we can't do it. Do? Everyone's fucked. Like, like, they're pushing down ladders. They're shooting at them. And these are good archers, by the way. Like, this isn't just, like, yeah, nobody archers. Thing. Yeah, and, and Grey Worm is stabbing people left and right. You have Jorah, like, holding everything he can. And Jin, Gendry, Gendry, he's kind of watching in fear at this point because he stares down at the whites over the wall. And he's. Do you think he was staring in fear? Do you think he was waiting for that right moment to smack the fuck out of that guy with his hammer? <laughs> I think it was both. I think it was both. And, and the reason why is because he told Arya, he's at two or three, is what he's seen. Yeah. Now he's seeing, like, you have. <laughs> big dirty coming at you, is what's going on. So that's just what I had for that, and I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so, like, we talked about, like, dude, every time shit gets real, the hound becomes a coward. Like, like when it happened in Blackwater Bay, when he just walked off that, that fight, like, you know, when he saw fire all around him, he's like, fuck the king. Remember that? And he, mm-hmm. that's when he left fucking King's Landing. Yeah. And so this sort of same thing. Fuck starts to the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like he starts doing the same shit. He's pulling his old bullshit again. And the hound is cowering behind a wall and Arya is whooping ass, killing whites literally left and right with her weapon that Gendry made. Uh, and I, I have it right here in parentheses, kind of Darth Maul-ish. Uh, and, and then this is the part I was talking about too. So that way, I even wrote how many minutes are in right now. We're forty minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, she can detach and reattach that weapon. Kicks motherfucking ass. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Yeah. That's funny because I even I even put it in. You see that forty minutes into mm-hmm. the show, she can she can attach and de- and reattach this little. You guys see, I put her up here for you guys this week, so you can see some awesome symbolism. Uh, for the people who uh, cannot see us and just listen on podcast, up here I've got the Night King. On one of the bottles, and Arya right next to him on another bottle with her awesome weapon. But the reason I wanted to make that her like front and center here, obviously, you know, for, foreshadow what's going to happen. But the fact that the weapon itself can detach in the mm-hmm. middle there, so it's that's cool. what I kept knocking off earlier. Yeah. So just so you guys know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, I that she so White Walker giant bursts through the gates of Winterfell. At this point, that's what I have next. Did you have anything between that? I do want to say that, kind of going off Arya, because uh-huh. I actually counted. She killed twenty-one whites. Jeez. That's insane. It's uh, hard to keep such a. It's hard to keep a body count in a war like this because, like, when it gets away from them, yeah, you don't know who's killing. Like, you don't know. Yeah. This was the only one I actually counted, just because I'm such an Arya yeah. fan. Um, well, she like you know she decapitated the first three, and then what she did was she was killing ones as she was running up the stairs. And then when she got to the one where she was going back and forth with the dragon glass, she killed eight of them in front of Sir Davos when Sir Davos was like, oh, shit. Like, we know we can't fuck with this girl. Yeah. That, that was the moment where you're like, 
Arya's that badass bitch. Dude, she's like the most important fighter. Like, like I said, like, man, maybe make an argument for John. I even wrote it here. She killed in five minutes almost what John did in Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Like, think of that. That's true. And what John did the entire Battle of the Bastards, getting suffocated, trampled on the ground, yeah. which, you know, we know what happens to her. But think of that. In five minutes, she is kicking ass. Yeah. I would say that's a that's a tough uh, comparison to draw to because John was fighting like thinking, breathing men who could also reason and try to like fight him. Where Arya is just fighting things that are running yeah. straight. Like they they don't they're not trying to defend themselves as well. Right. They're just like, well, one of us. If I if I don't get you, one of these other fuckers will get you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just by numbers. So yeah. that's a hard comparison to draw. But I see your point. Like there's a lot there's a lot of bodies in a short amount of time. But I do want to uh, say I loved how you were saying like she goes upstairs because she detaches it. Yeah. You know, she stabs a guy. She cuts another's throat and like makes, makes her way, it, yeah. almost like how Grey Worm did in Castle Rock. Yeah. But she's doing all this at the same time, just thrown into this big mess. That's awesome. And so then that's why I have like, the White Walker giant bursting through the gate of Winterfell. And then you have a funny, didn't you have a funny thing about the tree trunk thing? Like the weapon that the White Walker had or something? The White Walker giant? Because you were talking yeah, about how, yeah, how, yeah, how I'll let you get, get into it. Yeah, yeah, take um, Take that in there. Well, I guess it's like, uh, not important quite yet. Because I had all these hound quotes, where you, well, I, which yeah. is really funny. That's the thing too. Is that like right? Right now, we like I just got to where it first burst through, so we can wait till we get there. Oh no, like no, the, no! I thought it was great. But um, yeah. uh, sorry, no, not to cut you off. I just thought it was really funny because you know the hounds lingo is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even gonna read this, but since we got to this point, I kind of want to because it's it. really funny, actually. But, you know, this is when you were talking about he was freaking out. Right before we get up to the big giant with Lady Mormont, yeah. which is what we'll talk about. But Barrett goes, Clegane! Clegane, we need you, Clegane! And yeah. he's, like, against the wall, like, almost like he's if you're depressed. Yeah, like, you're, yeah. like, what the hell is going Spirit on? He's gone. He doesn't want to fight and, and And he goes, come on, you can't give up on us. And he goes, fuck off! We can't beat him! Don't you see that? You stupid whore. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. Yeah. And he goes, we're fighting death. You can't beat death. And then, you know, at this point, Arya has gotten knocked. Yeah. Where she's hanging on, on the to the roof. Yeah. Trying to get back up. And then Beric looks at him. And this is where you have that kind of father-daughter moment that kicks his ass back into yeah, gear. Yep. And he stares at her as she's falling off and starts to pick herself up. And Beric looks at him to look at her and says, tell her that. Yeah, that's funny. It's very similar to what I have. Cause, so I have the White Walker giant bursting through the gate, knocking Leon and Mormont to the side quickly. Then I have Arya trapped between two sides of whites. There's the ones coming from her for that way. Then there's the ones coming up the stairs. And she does so this right awesome. Left. She has this <laughs> awesome ass barrel roll over top. She jumps and like rolls down the the uh, army of the dead's like bodies who are trying to come up the stairs. So think of it like this, guys. Here's the incline, and here's all the White Walkers walking up this shit. She jumps and rolls on the top of their <laughs> yeah. backs. All that that was so cool. And then that's when I said, you know, Beric tries to get the hound back in the in the fight, mm-hmm. but okay. he's given up. Arya jumps on the roof, still fighting. Beric says, tell her that, and the hound's back in the game. So now we're, we're, we're caught up on where we're Sorry, at. Sorry, I, I thought you skipped over that. Well, no, because like, yeah, then we go back to the White Walker giant. He's destroying the battlements with this stupid like tree thing. And, and here's my problem, thing, man. Yeah. And I talked I about this, this, this awesome. in Season 6. So the giant, as you notice, I wrote it down what he had. It was like, it was, 
I want to describe like what it was because I don't know if it was a tree trunk or if it was like the end of someone's like rotting bone. But this giant is going back and forth with this like big stone mace, knocking things down over and over, just knocking everything out. Like what the dude? Fuck? Like like literally stone structures, like 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 the house, everything, like, 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 like battlements. Like that's why I said he's breaking down battlements. When we did season six, I said why didn't Moon Moon run out with anything? You could have taken a door and a tree trunk and literally had a shield and a sword. Kinda. Like yeah. why he didn't ran that out with nothing? This literally proves, like, you can't say you couldn't do it because you did it. Yep. You did it right here. I agree. And yep. so, you know, Liana, yeah, Liana Mormont rushes him with her axe, but the giant picks her up. And then crush, you could hear it. This was part of, like, how, audio, yeah, like, the, this, like, the auditorial, you could hear her bones crushing. As he like, yeah! her. and so uh, she like, like she has enough strength left in her body to jam a dragon glass dagger in the giant's eye, killing it, which was really cool because number one, David and Goliath moment, like yeah. the smallest girl kills the biggest giant, like it's like it's like the most it was almost like ironic, right? You know, because and dude, bro, but how many people's lives did she save by doing that? Because who's gonna kill that giant if not her? And like, one thing that was really cool was like it had hit her with that bone mace thing first, and yeah. she got knocked to the side, and then she came back up and like screamed at him. Yeah. I was like, ah! And like ran. Sorry, that's my big lady moment. Well, I think that it's tough for the people who don't do podcasts when you have the headsets in. I can, I can hear. <laughs> so instead of just hearing them like from being next to me, I hear them in my ear. See, he gets and a so, double echo. Yeah, so I get that. <laughs> yeah. When I heard that scream, I was like, right. Big dirty is what right we call that. Ear. Let's get a malice in the chalice, baby. Chalice. Malice, malice chili, chili. in the chalice. I can't wait till we get tipsy, gypsy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I figure out. I have to go back and listen. And that's every time are. I say completely, you get the tipsy gypsy card. Yeah, right. But that I wouldn't be able to drive home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well played. Yeah, I mean, not driving home from the studio here. Um, we got an awesome waiting room. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, uh, you know, there's no reason you can say you couldn't do this because you literally did it and it was two seasons later. I wonder, here's what I think. Do you think Benninghoff and Wise had enough complaints about this? They just decided to do it? Because we had almost two years off. I don't know, man. I thing is, like, like for me, when I watch about Bastards, I didn't even think about that. Like, like the like Moon Moon is a giant. Like, it sucked when he died, when Aunt Ramsey put the arrow through him. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the most I really thought about him. But... Dude, I just think I was like, you know what, dude, this guy can just like step on people and they're dead. Maybe he doesn't need a weapon. But it's just funny now that you say that, like that the white wall. I didn't even think about it. Just something that didn't cross my mind. So I don't know. Cool. I have no idea. But um, yeah, I've gotten after that. Danny and John fly up high on dragons, looking for the Night King. This uh, is gorgeous. Super by the way. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it was tough for me to say it was beautiful or gorgeous the first time around because I had trouble seeing everything. But this, <laughs> so I think like either the editing or like mm-hmm. the bandwidth, whatever it is, like we could see it be. a lot better this time. Yeah, no, so, most definitely. So <laughs> the Night King has dead Viserion shoot blue flames up and catch him off catch him off guard. The Night King pre- ah! <laughs> the Night King presses forward, shooting blue fire from Viserion at Danny, and so this is what I have here too. So like that, that's how that like first part ends up. Arya loses her double-sided dragon glass stick thing and picks up a dragon glass dagger instead because she's now now she's like she's having that weird moment where 
the battle rage is kind of left behind. There's not a bunch of people. She's mm-hmm. kind of having that like cool, like cool down moment, and she's in the library, right? You so, get a sense of horror here. <clears throat> yeah, I dude, felt like it was, it was a cool. Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, it was like a haunted house, right? Yeah, I'm it was with badass. You. So she's in this library trying to avoid the whites until her own blood drops give her away. Literally, like, because she's bleeding from her head. And it's just, like, dr- it's dropping on the ground. Like, but there's, it's stone. So it makes, like, a little tiny, like, splash noise. And so when she realizes that gives her away, she, th- like, very smart, throws the book in a completely separate direction than where she is. And she finds her way out. But not before running straight into a fucking White Walker girl. Like, like she, like you think they're all behind and she's about to make it out. And all of a sudden, she looks forward and she stops there in her tracks because there's a White Walker right in her face this close to it. And she just, out of more instinct than anything, just jams the, the Dragonglass dagger up through the, the chin of the White Walker. But, yeah, man. And so she's running and the Whites are right on her tail. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to go into this when you were talking about the dragons. Yeah. Like, how badass this scene was. Because Viserion, the ice dragon, you know, he almost, like, glides. Like, yeah. it was weird. Like, was weird. defies gravity or something. Like, they gave him the new sound, and he he, <laughs> he fucking floats, man. And he's and, got, like, holes in his wings and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah it was cool. so Halloween badass. Was. Speaking of horror. And he, like, noves, nosedives as john and regal are almost like knocked off the back as he like swoops down like defying gravity and then like holding on for life that's when like john and regal are following but it was just so amazing if you watch the show how he moves different than the other dragons like he he, he glides he doesn't fly that's a cool thing to bring up i didn't even put that in there so good shit man Cool. Um, so yeah, now I've got uh, Barrick and the Hound. They encounter Arya, and Barrick saves her with a badass flaming sword throw. Like he straight like cocks back and just launches a full blown broadsword. Like this isn't just like a dagger. This guy throws a broadsword as if he was a throwing knife, and <laughs> just a perfect hit saves Arya's life. And they're um, on Arya. They're like, yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, it's bad. Then Beric seems to know Arya is important because he grabs her and pushes her to safety and later sacrifices himself for his last and final death because keep in mind, Thoros is dead. So no one's no one's coming to bring him back. <laughs> and I got so, this actually broken down because uh, this is pretty wild. But and, do you have that broken down? No, but I want to say this here. Uh, so he sacrifices himself for his last death. And this is a full circle moment for me that I noticed because in... For Barrick in season one, he was on Ned's orders to bring the mountain to justice, mm-hmm. and he ends up sacrificing himself for Ned's daughter. So I thought it was a cool ironic. kind of ironic so yeah. full circle moment. By the way, when Arya's in that room where she's the avoiding library? the walkers, yeah, the library was it a library or like a dining room? Because I, I wrote that down. Because you also had like the table and stuff there, it, like places to read the books, I guess. I think yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, no, that's why I thought it was too. It was like a library. Yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, but, you know, as... as Just like you said, you know, that, that flaming sword is thrown. I gotta get past my notes on the library. <laughs> because I have where, you know, she dove under the table and stuff. Um, but, you know, at this point, um, you know, Barrett picks Arya up. Like, he, like, tosses her yeah. with his hand. Because... 
Like, it, she's getting swamped. Like, she can't get a little... She's not little, but she's still... Stature-wise, she's small. Stature-wise, she's yeah. small. Um, and then as the hound is, like, hacking people with his hatchet of dragonglass. So they're, they're both getting attacked. Uh, as Beric tries to hold him off, you know, he's stabbed once by the walkers as Arya kind of runs mm-hmm. and gets up uh, and with the hound. And the hound actually winds up going the other way. Uh, so they go two separate ways where they wind up catching up to each other at a point. But, um, you know, Arya picks up uh, Dragonglass Axe and kind of runs toward the arc, uh, where the walkers with Sir Beric. As the hound is separated, so Arya uh, starts attacking the walkers and Beric uh, kind of gets shoved against the wall. When he gets shoved against the wall, he's stabbed and they stabbed him with the knife and he starts bleeding out his mouth. So he's already been stabbed twice, right? So think about how many times he's about to get hit. Um, so with Arya down the hall, he kind of tries to give Clegane, the hound, in her time to escape. So he starts to hold them off. And as he's holding them off, he kind of holds himself against the wall, Two almost walls, like yeah. hold the door. Yeah. And they just stab him repeatedly over and over, attacking him. And then he keeps running towards them. And then that's when, you know, as he's running, they see that door, that wooden door. And then Beric the Great follows and sprints towards them when they get to the door. And as he gets through the door, he's just completely drained, bleeding out at this point. He got stabbed completely a take times. a shot. <laughs> so he's been stabbed a million times. Yeah. yeah. And so he just collapses. I'm going to play my Malice in the Chalice card. Go for it. Oh, this Big Dilly. Absolutely. You got to take a little bit of a drink oh, absolutely. There. Big Dilly. So this has absolutely nothing to do with the season or this fucking part that we're even talking about. Yeah. But you just made me think of something, and I find it very ironic. <laughs> because you call you call him Sir Beric, and the thing is, is he's a lord. Like he, like because he he holds lands, and so the thing that drives me nuts is some people mm-hmm. when they say lord, like of, of like whatever, like like sometimes they use their first name and sometimes they use their last name. Like there's no continuity to it. Like like Jamie Lannister uh, calls uh, Ned Stark Lord Stark, but it's Lord Tywin. It's not Lord Lannister. And then like for like just for another example. Um, it's when they, we refer to um, Lord Frey, like it's not it's not Lord Walder, like you know what I mean? And, and so it's just it's like where's the continuity? Like why do we like have some people like Lord first name and Lord last name? Why isn't it just straight across the board? Like you never heard him call Lord Ned, it's Lord Stark, but you never heard it Lord Ty, never Lord Lannister, it's Lord Tywin. You know what I mean? Like, it's the craziest thing to me. It's one of the I wish I had more information so I could throw a great debate. <laughs> but, dude, like, straight... I know it says episode. That's why I had to do the Malice and Chalice, because this is straight off topic. There's nothing to do with anything. No, like, think about that. And he's really even in the me. book. It, just like you said, as Sir Beric, right? Yeah, yeah. Lord yeah, Lord Beric the Darien, because he owns... He owns pro- like, so, and if you own land, if you're, like, the head of the house and you own land, like, yeah. Here's what... Do you mind if I give my opinion? Yeah, dude. That's what the point of the card. My... <laughs> I always thought if you were a sir, it's because you were a knight mm-hmm. and you were knighted. 
So wouldn't you think he was knighted at some point, even if it's not documented? So no, he's for sure probably knighted, but he's he's but like Lord is a, is a title that trumps a sir. So being because because like you're the head of a, a large house and you like like you own the land of like where you're on. So right, like Lord Umber, mm-hmm. you know, like like you know that's like that's another one. Um, I so, think that wow it just is a strange like uh because i would think sir would try on this one too so like uh lord bolton remember like bruce bolton i play the great debate card (laughs) (laughs) yeah big dirty coming at you man what do you want here's why in your opinion what's more valuable a lord or a sir and i don't mean mr sir i mean knighted sir and give an example why. What matters more, owning property in the realm of Westeros and Essos or being a knight in the realm of Westeros and Essos? So, I mean, it depends what you talk about value more. Like, what's more valuable to, like, what? A, a fight? A war? It's obviously a knight. But, like, during times of peace, what do you do? Just sit on your fucking sword all day? Like, like as a lord, you have to run. Like, it's almost like... like you're basically asking me what's more important, the fucking army commander or the president. The president's obviously more important. Like, you know, the, the, the knights are great for certain things when it comes to fighting and, like, military battles, but that's not all life is. You know, there's times where people aren't fighting. So, like, you know, for me, like, the lord and, like, having to run an economy, like, so, like, like you think about it this way. The king or queen is, like, the president, right? And the lords are basically, like, like, you know people in the cabinet who help make these big decisions they've got to make, they have to come together and make decisions they've got to run their own place like a mayor does like with an, its own economy like our our mayor in florida robert DeSantis, is opening up like stuff for the coronavirus where other people aren't so like you've got to make these really tough decisions on a day-to-day basis like you know as the head of a house so i think lords are more important overall but obviously in times of like trouble and warfare you know that's not going to do you much good owning property except the fact that you employ the knights <laughs> like you are their boss right you know what i mean that's like i don't know so what would you prefer to go by then lord see i would say sir and the reason why is because it well, shows your resume but here's the thing like the, the title of lord literally outranks the title of a knight like that's like literally the hierarchy that, that's that's not that's not opinion that's fact like the, the term lord outranks uh, sir but the problem is a lord can't be a knight a knight can be a lord because a, a knight can own property but a lord can't so, go through what a okay, knight can then, then why is it lord tywin and not sir tywin you got a very good point. I don't know if I can argue with that, actually. Like, you you, know wow, I mean? you defended your point very well. Um, because that's dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. But you see my point. It's I like, do. like It's a it, debate. What, what do you think is more important? Because you could be both. But again, like... Like, what if Sir Barrick owned a shitload of property, but he's like, I want a lot of people to see what I've done. I've fought in all these wars. You could be an heiress and own a shitload of property. But here's the thing, is like, like, it's so easy to become a knight. Jamie just proved it. He's like, any knight can make another knight. You're a knight. Yeah, that was dumb as shit. Like, you know, we'll get you know what I mean? at some point. So, like, so and I, I think you so, agree that was fucking stupid. I, did, I do think it was stupid, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if it's so easy to be a knight, like, you know, there's so many. There, like, there's way more knights in the realm than lords. And for me, like, if if it's easy to be something and harder to be something else, the thing that's harder to be is probably more important. So I don't know. Yeah, and I, there's there's way more sirs than there are lords in all of in all of Westeros. I agree with that. Here's my little 
take on it is look at Achilles though, right? So just because you're a politician doesn't mean you can win battles. You have to have the soldiers to win battles. So at that but point, who that, employs the soldiers? The Lord, right? Right. So like the thing is, is like you, you know, you better be have a good fucking army because if you are a shitty Lord and you don't have a good <laughs> map of so, people, you're gonna get your asses whooped anyways. So, and on top of that, like 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 I was saying, bro, like it's like there's more to the world in just war there's so many times of peace right. where like what are, the, what are the knights doing there just sitting on their swords like hey can't wait for the next fight or battle <laughs> it could be years like what's the point like these lords have to run their whole like the whole shit so i think that's very tough because i think almost like they're it's very difficult because it's almost like they're equal because here's the thing though what if you're an heiress and you don't have anyone to fight your battles? Well, then you're Olena and you just got fucking swamped. You're as good as expected. Mm-hmm. But then if you're, you know, if you're the Starks or, well, I can't even say the Starks, if you're the Targaryens because you got Barristan Selmy and you got the Sword of the Morning, well, shit, you'll conquer fucking everybody <laughs> and you own everything. So here, here's the catch. What matters more? Like, what matters more? Because what if you just own a shitload of things and then you've just been conquered? I think, just like anything, it all comes down to leadership. And if you have poor leadership, you're going to have a house that's very vulnerable. But if you've got powerful leadership, you'll be fine. Like, realistically, in season one, we should have, like, they, they, King Renly. He had a bunch of, he had the most, the biggest uh, army of everybody just by giving that and how many like knights and, you know, people pledged to his cause, he yeah. should have won. But the thing is, he didn't, you know, like, like, like if you're not, like, you have to. I got to give the table to you because I'm actually starting to see your side a good bit on this. It, it It's very difficult because it, you got to have both. It's not like one or the other, but it's just what you prefer to go by. Yeah, is really what I think it is because what if like think of a veteran right Mm -hmm. like a veteran that's been in all these wars just because they have a big ass house doesn't mean they don't want to be recognized for their service you see what I'm saying yeah but like that's the thing it's like but what you don't almost you don't get a choice if you're the head of house like you know like you're you're just already a lord like, like that's just it. Like you are, then that's yeah. that's a higher title because it, it, what it does, it gives you more, like, earns you more respect. Because, like I said, it's 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 very simple to become a knight, especially in Westeros, from what we've seen. <laughs> Get on your knees. You're a knight. So <laughs> like, I guess the I answer is, it depends on where you're located. I think I think like I said, my big my biggest point, and I'll end it there, is just that it all comes down. Everything usually comes down to leadership. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I gotta agree with you. Or if you're Oberon Mattel, you know you're the shit. <laughs> and like the, so. <laughs> like the the thing is, like the, the people that you talk about or bring up are like the very like the one exception to something like Achilles. You know, there's only one Achilles in history, right? There's only like, one Oberon yeah, Mattel. But like, like, <laughs> yeah. So you, you remember yeah. like one warrior, but you remember all the kings and queens and all that shit. Right? I, 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 you know I agree I mean? with you. Yeah. So but. I have to agree. I'm gonna give you that one because I agree with that because it's. It, it's it's one of many that's a rock star, yeah. Versus, on a day to day basis, like regular knights, like they, you, we know about how many knights we know, Jamie, and then what have like the rest of the, who are Sir Marin Trant? He sucked, <laughs> like yeah. Like, you you, know you I mean? got a very you very good point. 
Yeah, like Sir Barris and Zelmi, Sir Jamie, and Sword of the Morning. And we can name on a hand wrong. how many sirs there are. Like, and he wasn't really. He got that bullshit type of type of knight knighted right. thing too. Like, I'm gonna knight you. That's what I'm saying. Like, but like, it's like how many? Yeah, yeah. So, man, this is a tough debate because it makes you wonder at what point were knights even thought of as actually recognized as prominent because think about it, dude and here's another thing too the lord like, like the gift of like like a land and being like because think about it when Littlefinger earned his reward for his like actions and how uh, you know when they gave him like, you're the lord of Harrenhal they didn't say you're sir you're sir fucking Littlefinger now you know what I mean like, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't like present him like that wasn't like a big like a reward for an action, like okay, well you'll yeah, be knighted. Lord Baelish. Yeah. No, now you'll be Lord Baelish, Lord, Lord of Harrenhal. Baelish. Like you know, so. But who did he kill? Like he. It's not like, the, the, the thing is because he like betrayed Ned Stark and like, stuck with this Cersei Lannister. Here's right. my thing though, is I think it depends on the person because think of Arya. Arya would probably rather be a Sir than a Lord. Probably. So I I I, I I'm I I side with you really. I think you're probably more right because I think the money does matter more. However, you can't be a more money person like Joffrey that just got handed shit and look what he did at Battle of Blackwater, ran his ass away because he's a fucking scared little bitch. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I, know, I know what you're saying. Like, like that's why, like, to me, it wasn't like a hard choice to pick who, but like, cause like there's, there's only a few, like if you can't make an argument for the majority like it's hard for me to see someone's side because the majority of knights were basically useless. Like for the like, you know, there's only a few that came, you know, that meant anything. But you know, all the lords of all the big houses, like you know what I mean. I gotta, I gotta agree with you. I mean, I think there's only been ever one debate where we completely disagreed. I forgot what it was. The one where uh, like the the sparrows and how Joffrey would have handled it. I told him, like, yeah. if you killed everyone, I think that that solves it. And like, we that, so that's right. That yeah, if, and that was. A, but, the sparrows are enough to deal with, but <laughs> I, I gotta agree with you. I think I think there are rare situations where like Achilles. Like I don't mm-hmm. think it, you know. Remember, which this is actual history, but it's based off a movie, so I guess we can yeah. say fantasy for a second. Um, well, it's Greek mythology. So Greek mythology. Myth I, I, this kind of. Which we kind use of, malice kind of in the like, chalice, yeah, exactly. so it's okay. So it works. But remember, he was like, you sack of wine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Agamemnon. Yeah, and he was like, um, you know, uh, before the war is over, I'll look upon your corpse and smile. I know you're surprised. We actually know shit besides, like, what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, we actually know our shit. <laughs> but uh, my point is, is he would probably be like, I don't want your money, Agamemnon. I would rather be respected remember his mom was saying mm-hmm. i remember that if you go to war your name will be remembered throughout history but if you go you will your doom yeah. lies with your fate yeah. yeah you're not coming back you're not yeah. coming back yeah. so i that's where i think yeah it would be different but it's very rare occasions like you're saying exactly all right i think cool. i go good to the stuff. shadow realm with so does mine man good there. shit that was a good one yeah, man, i like cool. that that was good i still i still want anyone that knows please tell me why summer lord first name oh, and summer yeah. lord last mm-hmm. name because that makes no sense oh, yeah. to me but, by the way i do want to give him a shout out real quick uh legendy 
legendary pod uh tune into them on apple Podcasts. they've always been pretty good to us they actually brought up to us uh talking about like troy at one point so they're always pretty good if you like myths and legends and stuff we don't talk about that on our show a lot so you can always tune into them so yeah good stuff and so now uh what i have is melisandra is in the room that they barricade themselves in yeah and what melisandra says the lord brought him back for a purpose now that purpose has been served. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Beric's story, right? He and it's funny because like all these like you know, numbers, like this was his seventh death. And if you remember, like seven's a big number throughout history. Seven Horcruxes in Harry Potter. Seven, like dude, seven. Like, the thing is, it's like the yeah, the number uh, seven's a lucky number. So like this is his, and we all knew like this that he was gonna die. But um, it's just interesting that his his story comes that way. And and uh, yeah, so Arya. God, this is this is to your point. I think I think you might have been onto something uh, a couple things ago. Even though I still don't, I don't love it, but I can kind of see it now. Because Arya like season eight. <laughs> no, this is this is from. I'm just kidding. Oh no, uh, you see is, what I'm saying? I meant like remember the first time you watched season eight, and now you watch season eight. Oh, again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Arya says this. She goes, "You said we meet again," and Melisandre replies, "And here we are, at the end of the world." Arya replies, you said I'd shut many eyes forever. You were right about that, too. Melisandre repeats a prophecy. Brown eyes. Walder Frey. Green eyes. And think about this. I saw this, and we can take a look at it. Not When she said green eyes, Arya nods at her. Mm-hmm. So in her mind, she's already shut the green eyes. So we might have to get on board with your theory of it being Peter Baelish. And then, and then she said, and blue eyes. They look at each other, and the realization dawns on Arya at this point. I missed. I not. I don't think I missed this this time, because we were shocked about how like a lot of people were shocked how like the, the long they ended, right? But like the, 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 now that we know what happens, go back with it with fresh eyes. They look at each other, and realization of what she's got to do dawns on her. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have there. Uh, you know what's really too? I, I said Melisandre shows that creepiness with knowing words to spoken by people long ago like sent long since dead to people still alive because remember when we're back at when stannis baratheon's still alive um he like she goes in there and tries to get him convince him to take stannis's offer of becoming john stark and he refuses like she gets naked and tries to seduce john when he's lord commander of the mm-hmm. night's watch and as she like leaves after he like turns her down she goes to leave the room and turns back and says, "You know nothing, Jon Snow." Which there's no mm-hmm. reason she should know that because that was Egret right. saying, and they never Egret and her never met. So very very similar to that, what happens here? She looks at Arya and asks, "What do we say to the God of Death?" There's no reason that she should have known that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like so, cre- so creepy stuff that like she knows words that were said. So like she's got some sort of like psychic ability or something. But she never met Serio Pharrell. She never talked to Arya enough to know like what the heck that is. She pulled that like out of like you know that, her air, yeah. thin air. It's crazy. So and I, Arya <laughs> knows because of Serio Pharrell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they yeah. Um, she said, I'll, I'll, "I'll ask again. You can answer." But uh, what do we say to the God of Death? Not today. And she runs off. Badass. And Badass. now we go back to our boy Theon and his little small army. They start their defense as some of the army of the dead have found them in the godswood. Above that, John on Rhaegal attacks the Night King on Viserion. And the dragons are like tearing each other apart. And this is where I, I wrote that the Night King falls from Viserion. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because a fall from a dragon would probably kill anyone. 
Like you easily. literally felt like, like easily. This guy just is not does I don't know indestructible kind of because we about to we about to see why here shortly. And keep in <laughs> mind, Theon's getting swamped. Like Theon yeah. is is is. I did I have some written down later. Go for it. But like no, I'm talking about later because right. like I I, I I always like to give people their props when everything is all done and over. Because I remember I told you like I was like man our boy did did his thing but. But I do want to say, like, you know, he's lighting arrows. He's lighting up. He's (laughs) lighting up smoke cigarettes. No, he's, he's, you know, putting them in, what was it, like, the... The pitch, like the black pitch. The pitch, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's lighting those, and he's he's like, here they come. Steady, lads. Make every shot count. And you can tell Theon's becoming that badass we remembered him to be. Yep. He's, he's in, back. He's now. in control in the can, and he is fully in invested, man. That's no a, this, Yara, this is but his, he's this fully is atonement. Invested. This is his uh, <laughs> yeah. redemption arc, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Rhaegal cannot stop his fall, and John lands roughly as he's flung off, and he lands into the snow, rolling over the there. And remember, so, like Rhaegal is screaming as he kind of like hits the snow and plows yeah, into it. Exactly. And now this is the part where we talk about. Danny lands in front of the Night King on Drogon, looks at him. I'll let you say it because it's your favorite word of all time. <laughs> Jacaris. And just engulfs. That's why I said it. not even just like shot flames. He engulfs the, the Night King in dragon fire. And then like you, you get a moment there where it's just only fire on him and it's breathing there for a second. It looks awesome. And, you know, we always had the notion it was never going to be that easy. And lo and behold... The Night King looks up at her as if the, as the flames died down unharmed, mm-hmm. like straight up. You know, see, and yeah. one thing. Oh, I'm sorry, no, I don't want to because I was gonna move on. So yeah, one thing I it. do want to say when the Night King <clears throat> was on top of Viserion and you had John on Rhaegal and Danny on Drogon, he kept pulling out the ice spear. Yeah, and he was trying to throw it to try to get Drogon again. Yep, and like he couldn't do couldn't it. Get a good and, aim. You know, Danny yep. knocked him off. Yep, and so now to that point, because that's where I'm moving on to right now, the Night King throws the ice spear and misses Drogon, and Danny flies off, and John gives chase to the Night King, and we're finally thinking, sweet, we're going to get our, our mano-a-mano that we deserve, right? Wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> John, John rushes the Night King, but the Night King, as you see what my boy Chase is doing, raises his arms and the dead with him. John is now surrounded by whites on his own. And my my question here is: Did the Night King purposely avoid fighting John because he saw John as a threat, or did he just say, "I don't have time to deal with this shit. I gotta go kill me a three-eyed raven"? Yeah, I think he said, "I don't have time to deal with this shit." Yeah, like I don't. I like. I think the Night King is smart, <clears throat> man. Like yeah, I, I just think about it, and here's why I want to back that up: is because think of what happened with Danny. That was a trap. He could have... Yeah, I get they fall into the water and the ice. You think that really would have stopped them that long? They have an army of 100,000 people. Someone would have gotten over there. They would have built a bridge with their... They've been swimming underwater, apparently, grabbing <laughs> fucking chains. Here's my deal is the Night King's smart. The reason he raised the dead, and, and they slowly raised up... Literally surrounding Sean, uh, Sean, John, (laughs) Sean of the dead, (laughs) surrounding John of the dead, surrounding John. And his whole idea is I'm trying to get to the godswood because I want to destroy all memory because I can kill your ass later. That's okay. 
I got plenty of time. I got plenty of people to kill you. You've been a pain in my ass and a thorn in my side, but I'll deal with you when I get to you. That's a, like that's the thing I, I I always wondered because I guess I remember that remember I talked about Hardhome and how he kind of gave John like the side look like who is this guy mm-hmm. like you know like th- this shouldn't be happening he should be taking out my top generals mm-hmm. right so like part of me wonders like because I I'm, I lean towards what you're saying probably he just did it because like listen like wh- what do I gain from fighting John right now like like you know if I you know like I I lose time where you know they could possibly find a way to get the three eyed raven away uh you know if, after I you know have a big old you know drawn out sword fight with this guy. Or, you know, like, he could kill me, and then it's all done. Like, I, I've got nothing to gain by fighting him right now. Exactly. So, and like, I have to completely agree with so you. So that's when he's like, you know what? I ain't completely take a shot. I ain't got time <laughs> for this shit. Everyone get up there. Take care of my light work. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, that's basically what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, all of the dead of Winterfell rise. The ones that were once defenders, right? So, like, the dead that the like the, the our heroes killed... They stay dead because they killed them with the right weapons, right? The dragon glass, Valyrian steel, and fire. But the defenders now, who they they died to the, the army of the dead, now they are the army of the dead, and they fight for the Night King. And now like I was talking about that full circle moment. Uh, I think I, I think I mentioned it briefly uh, last week on our episode. Um, Ed, right? So Ed back at uh, yeah, like I think I think it was when they were fighting at Castle Black. He said, "Listen, if I die." You better burn me, because once I leave this world, I don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and I, Ed rises. Well, Ed's eyes open, I should say. But and speaking of this, <clears throat> you know, when that famous word Dracarys is spoken and breathed the fire on the Night King, remember, I want everyone to remember. Remember, Josh was talking about going all the way back to hold the door. You know, the fire didn't affect the Night King. My theory, do you want to go into this on the summary episode? I have a theory about the Night King. I think the Night King is Valyrian. Okay. Well, that's what I think. Like, dude, I think if we're going to go there right now, I, I, I've said this before. Like, I have a yeah, I'll suspicion. put my malice in the chalice card. Right. Okay. Well, I don't want to get too detailed into Not it. Not too so, detailed. Because like, all, all I was going to say is, like, I could see him being Valyrian, but more specifically, I, I have a sneaking suspicion he's Targaryen. Here's my thing, and we won't go too detailed into it. Targaryen, it's almost not old enough, but they are one of the last remaining races connected to the Valyrian. So Adam... Uh, Adam... Uh, Adam Valerian. That's his name. Adam Valerian. I should know that because he's Valerian. Adam Valerian rode Sea Smoke, who was the last. He was the only dragon rider that was related to Valeria, but that's only because that's the oldest that was recorded, which means they were handed down. And it's funny because I was talking to you today. One of the things I researched is um the targaryens they actually what they did was when they had children they would put them in a room with three dragon eggs and if they couldn't hatch the dragons they were considered bad omens um the valyrians you know those were the descendants of the valyrians which inspired also the cataclysm so like that would make sense because it couldn't be killed by fire also he could ride a dragon and you know, he would be old enough for the timeline to be the great other. So I mean, like, but the thing is, like, Targaryens are Valyrians, anyways. So like, they are like, there's, there's well, Valyrians, there, there's what, what I'm saying. But that's what they are. Like, yeah, they're descendants. You know, like you're still. I don't know what you're. What, what 
what's your ethnicity like outside of white but like where do you where, where are your white? ancestors from oh well i mean i got ancestors from england ones from right Poland, so anyway so like still like you know you come from like you've got polish like all the way dating back to whenever yeah so th- th- just because they're descendants of the valerians doesn't mean they're not valerian they're still valerian okay so like you so know what i mean? guess our theory is the yeah, same it's kind of the same right so because like my only thing is like i know that there was valerians that were not targaryens but so what I think, maybe it was uh, Valyrian that happened to be like a descendant of a Targaryen. Then maybe maybe we're both right. I think I, I that's think, very possible. Yeah, I think you're right, and I agree with you on that because it's like, like why the, tar- the Targaryens you... didn't just appear out of nowhere. You know what I mean? They we're, yeah. they ended up being like uh, like someone someone of Valyrian descent. Like hey, my last name's Targaryen. We're starting a house. You know what I mean? Like my, it came from yeah. somewhere. It didn't just not appear. So my big issue is this shit was never explained. Yeah. Like you made this huge point, and then it was just there. Right. So like yeah. as it was what it was. And we'll tackle more when we get In to the, the summer. But I think it's a good place to stop yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So, um, but you see my point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I'm right on the same wavelength mm-hmm. now. Uh, now what I have next is like the actual others, like what I call the Night King generals. They enter Winterfell. This whole entire time, it's only been the Whites. Now you see, like, like when I say like the others, like these are the ones that like also seem like they've got some ability to think outside of the Night King. Like his closest ones that are there that usually have like the long silver silver hair and like the beard looking thing. The ones that don't the look generals. Like dead. Yeah, I call them the, yeah, Night, the, generals, the Night King generals, right? Yeah. But down on the crypts, dead Starks start breaking out of their tombs and attacking the women and the children. And I want to know why we didn't get a White Walker Ned Stark. We we heard that when they were filming this entire season, that the original cast from season one, they all met up where they were filming, like, the last season. In mm-hmm. real life, they all met up. So, like, that's why yeah, that got people really excited because, like, oh, my gosh. Because, like, like, Jason Momoa was there. Sean Bean was there. <laughs> all these people were there. Yeah. So, we're thinking, like, dude, they're going to have, like, a nod back to all of our original things. Like, we're, just so, we're so excited. I can't fucking wait. And then, like, you know, so whether it was going to be White Walker, Ned Stark or whatever, like, it wouldn't have mattered, right? Because Ned has been dead for eight years, so he's all boned with, like, a little wire holding his thing together. But that's how you would know it's Ned because, <laughs> because remember, in the book, uh, when he had his head cut off, like they, the uh, people who, because it was like Sir Cleo, so the people who brought Ned's body in the book, she opened Because when we, when do you open it in, uh, what is it? Is it a Clash for Kings that they give it back? Or no, it's a Storm of Swords. I don't remember. It was, uh, um, didn't they say? It was Clash of Kings. Put his it was head Clash on of Kings. The spike and let it show for the city or something, well, right? Well, so that's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about when they gave Ned's body back to Catelyn. It was Clash of Kings, because I remember when we almost had an argument about it, because, like, yeah, I, I remember like, it. Yeah. So, I remember it. But what I'm talking about is, like, there's a wire that they use to reattach. Because it was in the crypts, and it right. was Lord Baelish we were arguing about. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so um, like, uh, she, you know, she in, in the show when Catelyn opened the box when Baelish gave it to her, which is different than in the books because Baelish didn't give it to her in the books. It was Sir Cleos, right? Mm-hmm. So when she opened it in the show, like all you saw is her overcome with emotion and sadness. So you didn't get to see what was in the box that she saw, right? In the in the book, it describes it and it says like there was a, a thin wire that reattached, you know, where his like his neck and and spine were supposed to be. So we would have known. That it would have been Ned Stark because it would have been like the White Walker that has the the wire. Oh, that would have been cool. So you would have known it was Ned. Like I just thought that had been pretty badass to to give some nod to it, anything at all. Like, but no, like he was the one of the ones that didn't come out of 
of the tombs. Yeah. Like it was just I didn't like that. One thing I do want to throw out real quick, which was cool that a lot of like fan theories have said, like, what if Danny had died during this whole process? She would have been the night queen. <laughs> which is very interesting, like with the crown and stuff. Yeah. Or the horns. Um but I mean yeah, that would be fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, I I I don't even hate that. Like we, I got a couple different scenarios when we do our summary. We can That'll talk about be a like, cool the, the couple episode. different ones. That's yeah, our, our gonna be an awesome bonus episode for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But like, don't you agree that like we should like? Did you heard about them all reuniting over there? Right, they all brought them over to like. I that heard was, about it, but so, I don't know what the point was. Exactly, even. like what was the point in telling us all about? That? There was like, no so, cameos. There wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, like in you know when we get in later on, like I was like I thought there was gonna be a part that we were gonna see Kyle like, Drogo again. How was that, that different than them? They also all reunited for Conan <laughs> the interview. Like, how was that even different? Yeah. They just wanted to watch There's, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. Regardless, that, 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 we'll save it for the summary, but. Um, yeah, now we, we go back to our boy John fighting dozens of whites alone. Overrun. Overrun. Until, completely overrun. <laughs> completely take a shot. Until Danny comes down and blasts him with fire. John tells her he's going to Bran. But as he leaves, dozens of whites jump on and attack Drogon, and Danny falls off and is left in the field with other whites as they go to attack her now. They look almost like warts or groats. Like, I hate to say that. It's disgusting. But But they're all over, and he's shaking them off. Like, if you got bombarded by a whole thing... It's like a cat when it's wet, and it shakes its body. Mosquitoes or something. It's crazy. Yeah, or uh, yellow jackets. If you got in a yellow jacket's nest, and they're all over, and they're shaking you off... Yeah, and you know he shakes, shakes all over, and then it winds up throwing Danny on the ground. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and this is you know the beginning of the end for for the guy that's been with her from from the end. Jorah swoops in and saves. <laughs> no more Bed Bath and Beyond, baby. You can't take the gift cards anymore. So yeah, he swoops in and saves her at that moment. We go, we cut back to John cutting his way through Winterfell trying to get to Bran. We see Theon and the small group protecting Bran. They run out of arrows. But they did a badass job. Theon loses his bow, grabs a spear, and keeps on fighting. Good like, for Theon. Fucking Theon is, Good is for a man. Theon, man. And, and and this is kind of that moment you're like, wow. Like he he's earned it back. Yeah, he's a badass again. Like he did he he commanded a little small force there and he made his worth known. Um, you know, and then talk about someone making that worth known again. We we cut back to Jorah making his stand, fighting the whites, protecting Danny. Um, and I do want to say this real quick, yeah. just because I want to give Theon credit, because we haven't talked about him a whole lot since he turned into Reek, and now he's Reek is gone. Like he's redeemed himself, and so Theon was pushed on the ground when he picks up that dragon glass spear. He killed. I counted three guys with that dragon glass spear as he gets up like he's fighting for everything he can to protect brand yeah so that's all i was gonna say on that and like i like he's he comes up again in a couple like bullet points mm-hmm. but the next bullet point i have dead sarks in the crypts are killing the women and the children down there so when you thought mm-hmm. you were safe in the crypts well guess what you weren't <laughs> yeah and then so now J- john's still trying to get the brand but the ice dragon cuts him off Ice Dragon, like, just... Ba- ah! just <laughs> and now we go back to Jorah, who's doing his best, but he's vastly outnumbered, and he starts taking blows at this point. So you know what's coming, right? Uh, 
now Theon, he's still in hero mode. And I even, you can see what I wrote here. I said low-key MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, Theon yeah. straight up yeah. is defending brain. Like, Theon's by himself. All of his, like, like a little small force around him are dead. And it's just Theon protecting Bran. And so he's fucking swinging for the fences, doing the best that he can. And um, now while that's happening, Pod, Jamie, and Brienne, they're starting to tire and fade out. And that's, that was the point, right? We're fighting an enemy that doesn't tire, that doesn't slow. And now we're seeing like our, the people that we look up to as fans of the show, like the heroes of everything. And I'm not so much Jamie, I guess. Well, he, in the beginning, he's still a badass, but you start to like him a little bit more. But Podrick and Brienne and Jamie, like they're getting tired out. Like they, you can see, they're huffing and puffing, and like their arms are like sword weary from how heavy it is. Like it's it's tough to watch, right? You even got Tormund <clears throat> and Grey Worm. Like they're overrun at this point. Yeah, everyone. It, everyone. Is. Benninghoff and Wise described this as everyone's fucked. Yeah. Excuse my language. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> now, while that's happening, Theon. I wrote this down. I didn't count them. But bro, he probably has about 50 bodies laying around him with between who he's killed and who his men's killed and on his own allies that have died. Yet he's the sole survivor. Him and Bran are circled in right now by the army of the dead. And the Night King and his group of generals approach. So think about this, guys. Like, like if you've ever been in a fight, what's the biggest thing everyone around you does? They all circle up. Mm-hmm. They all circle up. So this, the army of the dead, like, oh. what they could have done... They could have just overran Theon. Like, it takes maybe six... Let's say Theon's on his, at his best A game. Ten Army of the Dead people can jump on him, and there's still a bunch of other ones around him that can get to Bran. But the Night King, he's like, nope, I'm the one that's got to kill Bran. None of, my, none of my Army of the Dead kills him. Only I can. So if the Night King is a little less arrogant, he literally kills Bran. Yeah. Because I need... Like, like there's probably, you know, a hundred-something of the dead surrounding them. Mm-hmm. So if he's just like, okay, go attack. He's done. Theon can't can't stop 70 whites. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, like so like if he's a tad less arrogant, then he's then it's over. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, now... And I do want to say this real quick. So right before that happens, just to show how many Jorah takes out by himself, as he's getting hit... So... Of course, Jorah was stabbed in the back, but he took out three more people, and he keeps fighting at this point. As Danny, Danny, you got to give Danny credit here. Like she kind of starts fighting for herself a little. This is like the first time you actually see Danny on the ground as a warrior. Like you usually just see her on the back of Drogon (laughs) using, you know, (laughs) what do you, what do you, Drakaris? You know, what do you say uh, as a scapegoat? Like you can do this shit for me. Like, this is the first time, and you actually realize, like, damn, like, she can hold her own. Like, she's doing pretty good. And Jorah takes out three whites as You he's... know what that, that scene reminded me a lot of? Shout out to one of our other favorite uh, movies. This reminded me of when Boromir died in Lord of the Rings. It did. When he took all those arrows in the heart and was still Can't, getting yeah, up and just taking fuckers out. Like, that was bad. <laughs> that, that, like, that was Jorah's Boromir moment. Yeah, so, um, now, I, I give, you know, back to Theon and Bran. Bran tells Theon... He goes, you're a good man. Thank you. Which brings Theon to tears because the person he betrayed in season two has forgiven everything bad that he did. Theon finally atoned. Because mm-hmm. remember, he stole Winterfell from, from yeah. Bran. So it, it, it did. It brought him to tears. I do want to say this real quick because this is actually a big moment mm-hmm. I didn't even think about. So when I was saying he killed those three whites... So that was the moment when so Danny stabs and kills a White Walker. 
And then one attacking Jora stabs him in the back and she she kills that one. Danny picks him up. Like is picking him up with her arms because he can't stand at this point, which is when he stabs the sword in the ground, almost like a walking cane. Because he's been attacked so many times and he can't stand and picks him up. You know what's funny? Actually, I, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna get there because I remember Go I for it. something I was gonna get. Like, well, sorry, I, we not, probably yeah. jumped a little bit. But mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, like I want to get I want to get back to the, this one there because I don't think we let this really sink in for the people, guys. Like Theon, like we he took the castle of Winterfell. He betrayed the Starks first by betraying Bran, and so this is a full circle moment when Brian when Bran tells Theon, "You're a good man, thank you." That brings Theon to, th- to tears because, he said, again, he, the person he betrayed back in, when he stole Winterfell from Bran has forgiven everything bad that he's done. He thought, like, remember that time he said, you know, I don't want to be forgiven. Well, guess what? You were. And it brings him to tears in the midst of everything that's going on around him. Like That's all he wanted was to make up the best he could for the bad the actions that he's done. And now, what's he do? Theon rushes the Night King with his spear, ah! which the Night King grabs breaks and thrusts through Theon's body in one fell swoop motion. It was no contest. So it, was, it was ridiculous. He like, he no like ran contest. out of the spear, he grabs it one hand, breaks it, and shoves it right through Theon like as if Theon wasn't even there. So, that and, Theon's body killing yeah. him, yeah. And we one thing we left out is, remember John at this point. What they have right here next? Oh, uh, there you Can't go. Can't get past <laughs> That's what <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, so... <laughs> We get back there and like, dude, John has that like, like, like moment of frustration, like almost like if you are playing, if you're playing like tag or someone, you're playing hide and seek and you don't want to be touched. Like he tries to like juke the dragon, <laughs> like he stands up and the dragon looks at him and he yells. He's like, ah, he, sh- he shouts out of frustration. And I was like, what the fuck are you going to do, John? He, he just like, <laughs> he shouts out of frustration. Like, like, like I guess that maybe doing his best to scare me loud. Like this face to, to face. Mm hmm. And it's funny because like, he's just trying to juke, and that thing he knows that if he moves a centimeter, he's going to die. Now let's describe Viserion at this point. Go ahead. Because, you know, Rhaegal had take, did some damage. Yeah. yeah. And Drogon had basically, you know, bit his neck, and he's leaking out fire from half. He's got like this half skull, yeah. half decaying Good flesh. Good call. And he's leaking fire from the right side of his mouth, and he's breathing it at John. And John's staring at him one-on-one, and it's kind of like that battle royale, let's get ready to rumble moment. But it's... it's, it's what, this, what can he do, you know? Nothing. Like, nothing. And I think that was a frustration. That's why he let out that yell in frustration. Like, like you ever just like, been so close, you can't do anything. Like, you, you have a plan. I need to get to Bran. I can't fucking get around this dragon. Like, so, there's nothing I can do. Like, yeah. I'm done. Everyone's screwed yep. at this moment. Everyone's screwed. And this is where I say, we go back to Jorah. I said, Jorah goes full Boromir, taking cuts, stabs, and keeps on fighting. Um, now, the Night King, he's made it to Bran, and they look each other in the eye. Dun, dun, the Night King reaches <laughs> for his ice sword to kill Bran in all memory of mankind, once and for all. As he reaches for his sword, he doesn't even get, he doesn't even touch the hilt. As he reaches for his sword, Arya comes ah! comes from the fucking clouds. Dude, it was cool because what you saw, you saw a wisp of wind fly by one of the the Ice King generals like uh, head, like like because like she's a silent assassin. That's what was so cool. You see just like a gust of like wind just make this guy's hair like like fly, and he kind of looks to the side. 
and she comes from the fucking clouds and goes to stop him. But he re reacts with his inhumanely fast speed. Like he immediately boom, like turns right around and grabs her by the neck. This holds her like crushing her windpipe. And also, so this is what he has right now. He's got her by the neck and he's also got her by the hand. So she, she's got her dagger coming down. But now the Night King has her by the throat and has her by the hand. So she can't move the dagger down towards him. So as she's like getting the life squeezed out of her by the neck. And her, her uh, and her arm is getting stopped by the Night King's arm, and he's inhumanely strong, so it's, he's not budging or moving an inch. What's she do? She uses the same technique she used on Brienne in season seven, and then drops the hand, and with her, was it her her right hand? Yeah, her right hand, where she switches hands, and with the cat's paw dagger that we talked about. Almost like a Lord of the Rings moment with Valyrian steel and dragon glass stabs the Night King in the same place he was created, busting every single white in the entire army, winning the battle for the dead. It was an awesome sleight of hand moment. Like watching that happen, because like listen, like when I first watched the 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 Long Night, and I still I still to this day, and I will fight this. We'll, we'll get to this point in a minute because we're actually almost done with this episode. But like I still thought that he, like hey that was gonna give. I didn't know that that was gonna be the end. I was like okay, that's gonna give John enough time to get there, and we're gonna get that we're gonna get that fight that we want John and the Night King. But she did that sleight of hand, just dropped the dagger down, caught it with her left, and boom, plunged her right into his heart. Badass. And Super badass. Let's think of this prophecy here. Yep. Because you got brown eyes, green eyes, and blue eyes, and blue eyes. Walder Frey, Peter Baelish, and who? The Night King. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I really wish In that, that, that that prophecy, like, uh, you know, we always say that the green eyes thing bugs us, but yeah. I wish it was Cersei Lannister. Yeah, but or it could have been you know that was if you talk about the rewrite could have been Danny but but only in the show because Danny has violet eyes in the books but she's got green eyes in the show, you know so. But yeah. here's my point: is if Benninghoff and Wise are trying to make an argument for it, I can make an argument yeah. for it. Yeah, you can. I, I, you you can. And like I said, I, I think that's backed up because when she says green eyes in that room, she nods. And I'll even show you when we get done with this. I'll show you the exact yeah. part where she nods. But yeah. So, uh, and then what I said, uh, this is my exact notes here. I said, Arya drops a dagger to her other hand, plunges it into the heart of the Night King, killing him, ending the long night. Arya has defeated the God of Death. Dude, all the army of the dead just drop. Jorah falls, Danny holds him, Jorah dies. And the last thing I have, uh, dude, do you have something else yet? You want to I had a quick thought, okay. which is really wild. Because remember when Arya says, I know death. He has many faces. Okay. What if the Night King really is the Great Other? And here's why. Because the Night King, being the god of death, and his people that have many faces because they are dead. Think of that. Like, do you think the Night King is the Great Other, the god of death? So I. this is what I think. Because you see how many of his troops that he brings back to life have many faces. This is, I mean, that's a really cool, I and mean, you can make the case for it, and there's not much I, I, there's not much evidence I can use against it. 
what I my my own thought is though, is that, like, humans, you know, humans can't kill gods. Gods are supposed to be immortal, right? So my my thing is is that I think he is the great other. Like I do think the Night King is the great other that's portrayed in the books, but I don't think the great other is the god of death. Almost mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's just it's it's almost like to me. Like the the prince that was promised, Azor Ahai, is not a god. He is, you know what I mean. The prince that was promised. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a he's like you know killable, just like the Night King himself is clearly killable. So see, I he would... was created. Cause remember, the Night King was created as a man. He became the Night King because he was a a mortal human and he had that shard of whatever shoved through his heart as from the children of the forest. So he can't be a god if you are a person, and you got, you you're just a person that transitioned from a human to this demon thing. Really, I gotta agree with you. And the reason why is because it describes in the books Jack and Hagar with the skull face. Mm-hmm. I still think Jack and Hagar is the god of death or a symbol of it. Interesting. Interesting. In my opinion, which we'll get into later i don't know if this is ever true there's a lot of theories that Arya mm-hmm. could really be the god of death yeah and we'll bring some and we'll bring that up. up later on especially as we get into the bells yeah um so i gotta agree with you i just it, it's disappointing for us as audience members because i i'm glad are you I think from this moment, it always had to be Arya. I just feel like we should have gotten a sword fighter. That's what something I've been saying forever. I, I, with you know, John, I, guys, I could post the link. I'll share it to the Factor Fantasy page from a year ago when I when I said what I did liked and didn't like. I remember even tagged you in it. I remember because mm-hmm. I asked you what your thoughts were on it, and you told me some stupid like like a, a quote from Troy about you know the, the, <laughs> the, the stones steal my glory. I'm like that has nothing to do. With what I'm talking about Chase, but uh, <laughs> like my what I would have liked to see. And this is what I'm gonna fight on to the death. I'm glad Arya's the one that killed the Night King. It had to happen. It was badass the way it happened. I don't want that scene itself to change. What I would have loved to see first is after Theon fell, before the Night King was about to get the brand. See, this is what I would have liked to see. The Night King actually grabbing his sword, being able to hold it, looks at Bran one last time, and downward thrusts with his ice sword, and then before, like, like right before it touches Bran, you just see Longclaw stop the fucking. That would be just epic. stop the fucking blade. Absolutely, and then, epic. like that'd be so badass. Like you just because like, at that point, man, you would really feel like, yo, shit, this guy's about to fucking kill him. Like that his, would his, be he's, so he's in the great. down, he's in the downward stroke of a killing arc, and like a like a no a, a paper width breath breath from uh, Bran's face. You just see long, the like the the blade of Longclaw stop the dead. Stop. By the, the way, sword. let's talk about this. Did she jumped down from the godswood tree like yeah, where she did had to, she, she had come like, from she had been jumping through trees that's what i've had and it wasn't even like near her though like yeah. she like projectile tarzan that shit that was awesome that was which really is cool. badass but it's like let's be realistic like how did you get there or could she have been like could she with have, all those generals that's what i'm saying because like the the wisp of hair like could she have jumped off the back of like one of the whites from behind like yeah, i don't know like <laughs> i don't know because like the whites aren't going to do anything because like they don't have a thought but like but um 
Either way, so back <laughs> yeah, to what I would have loved to see. Now, John stops I, like the, the the Night King's Ice Blade, right? And then we get the fucking buildup that we have been waiting for since they stared down at Hardhome. John and the Night King have this epic-ass sword battle where in the beginning, it's very even. It's awesome. You think we've got a shot. Bang, bang. Like, John's going to be our boy. He's going to be here. He's going to save the day. And then, like, as the, as the like, almost kind of like the sword of the morning, as the fight goes on, you realize John's tiring. He's running out of gas. He's doing all he can. And then the Night King disarms him, knocks Longclaw out, boots John. John, like, lays down on the ground. And now that John's no longer a threat, he doesn't even bother killing John right there. He turns right back around to Bran, goes to do the same thing, cut Bran again, and then we get the Arya moment. That's what I would have loved to see. That would have been awesome. Because think about it. If you think about this, you remember like John was like, John to us was like the Goku of like, you know, just a good guy that kind of saved everybody all the time. So like if if we see our guy, John, fall and lose into that sword fight, at that point you you think, wow, it's really over. Yeah. Like, wow, he lost. Like we're we're fucked. And then the Arya thing happens. Boom. I love it. I don't want to change that scene at all. But we really deserved a big-ass sword fight between the Night King and Jon Snow. This really goes to problems with the writers. Because it would have taken two seconds to put that in. It wouldn't have costed any more money. Like, you could have put that in. Like, why not? Yeah. And I... I, It's almost like you want to think Benningoff and Wise... Either they didn't get creative enough... Or they're almost too pompous where they were like, no, we've been wanting to give this to Arya for years. It's just her moment kind of thing. Right. And then John got left in the dark. And I, I felt like this was bullshit to him because going back to season five at Hardhome, we've always felt like this moment wasn't, which I get it. I think this moment needed to be Arya. Yeah, that's fine. It needed to be Arya, but John should have had something. We should have had, like I said, we should have had that fight between the Night King and the John. He and couldn't John even, lose. John couldn't even kill a dragon. At least let him kill a dragon if he's going to kill Viserion or something. Right. I just, I just truly think that we would have felt even more desolate. Almost like remember in Infinity Wars when, like, we just saw everyone just like when he snapped and like, our, we're mm. like, oh shit, like our people are, are dying. Like, right. Like when he, like, cause like when he, like he's like, you should have went for the head. And then snapped his fingers and then changed everything. And then, mm-hmm. now, like, we, we felt super lost and desolate. I think if we had our guy try his best and it not be Should've good enough. for the head. Right. <laughs> yeah. If we have our guy try his best and it not be good enough and he loses in that sword fight as he got there just in time to save Bran. And now we're like, dude, what the fuck? Our, we, like, he lost. John I want to bring this up, too. Like, there was Thanks. never, ever a climax with John. Because think never. about it. After Wild the Bastards. Ramsey, that's that sucks. it. That sucks. And that wasn't even really a battle. That was no, just him beating the him. shit out yeah. of him. And we knew Ramsey wasn't a fighter. No, just a psychological. I guess you could say. <laughs> I guess you can say Craster's keep. <laughs> like think of Craster's keep, where he like, shoved the shove. He shoved the sword through the back maybe, of Carl's maybe, head. Maybe saving the knights, watching the wildlings. You know, commanding that army. And like I don't know. Like, yeah, but uh, with I the agree. thin, I guess, I guess the thin. But Even it's not Egret right. Saved him. Egret saved him. It's you not right, I mean? like, dude. It's not right. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't feel right for I agree. our boy. I agree. He never had his big climax moment, and it really stinks. Um, you know, that's that's all. That's all I wanted. That's all I really wanted. 
bro. Like, I'm okay with him losing that fight and not killing the Night King. I'm okay with the exact Arya thing that happened. You keep that exact scene. But, dude, give us give us the fight we were looking for first. Even Harry Potter, you know. Let's finish what we started, Tom. Together. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in July. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, exactly. This is like, it's a, you know, you, re- you resurrected this guy from the, from the dead. Like, you brought him back from the dead. Like, there was supposed to be a reason for that. And if it's just to take Winterfell, that's really shitty writing. That's all it is. So, Unless it was to kill Ollie to say fuck you, Ollie. Ollie, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, okay, that's, cool. That's the problem I, I had. Yeah. I but I, I gotta, I 100, percent 100 percent agree with you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess to kind of. But he does stare down a dragon. <laughs> it's a great staring contest. Oh man, the staring contest is great. He's leaking uh, fire. He's like, ah, <laughs> and then just, he. Who, who can roar? They had a roar off. That was his climax. That was a roar who, off. Yeah. Who could give the best roar? The, the, the dice dragon or John? I yeah. vote Simba. Yeah, right. Because Mufasa. Simba caused an entire stampede. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. So that's that, one that's, of your favorite movies, by the way. Yeah. Maybe a Disney movie for sure. Lion King. But uh, um, probably one of your favorite all-time movies. You wear a lot of t-shirts. Well, I like so. Because <laughs> like, I do love the Lion King. It's my favorite Disney movie, oh. but. I have like my favorite character, my favorite fictional character. It's very tough of all fiction, but like it, it in the top three is Mufasa. Like Mufasa is mm-hmm. my favorite, like almost all well deserved. Well He's deserved. the best, but he would kick yeah. John's ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's for sure. And let's get White Walker Mufasa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like that bear man, yeah, but yeah. a White Walker. Muf- oh, they were fucked. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I mean, I guess to just kind of close us out here, the long night. What mm-hmm. I've got is Melisandre walking out of Winterfell. And Sir Davos following her, and she drops her coat, removes her necklace, and walks until she becomes a skeleton dead on the ground. I have a little bit more. Okay, not much. Take your thing. So of course, Viserion, you know, he decays and falls down into that skeleton right in front of John. Right. Yeah. As Arya's died. the Night King died. Yep. But you know. One of our favorite heroes that we've seen for a while, who is the guy in the friend zone. He falls. Well, yeah, we, he's fall a couple. We already said he fell, right? Uh, where is yeah, it? yeah. Jorah, I said that before we even talked about that. Before we got into that debate about right, John right, and like right. that, I said Jorah falls and Danny holds him and Jorah dies. Oh, okay. Yes. I was gonna say how Drogon kind of yeah. the dragon, like it really went to show. You know, Danny's bawling at this point. That's she's her closest she's, friend, and it's really sad because she never had feelings for Jorah like that. But, you know, Drogon even kind of wraps them around with his tail and, and is showing them, you know, even Drogon realizes he's, Jorah's he's been, been with them since, since the beginning. Yeah, since they hatched yeah. from that fire, these dragons know who Jorah yeah. is. And that's like, all I was going to say. No, and I think that's a good thing that you brought that up and that you, you picked, you decided to, to kind of go that far with the, the whole Jorah thing because here's the thing. I think it's more of this, this uh, cliche... Uh, line more than anything like danny loves jorah but not in love with jorah right like 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 you know like that kind of family love you have for somebody mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's just it's just really sad because like you said we, he's been with her since she came out like, like she's been with her like since you know it wasn't her throne it was her brother's yeah you know and she he made the first stand for her because remember uh viserys was going to take the dragon eggs and walk out and mm-hmm. jorah barred away and he's like he's like does loyalty mean nothing to you and Jorah says, it means everything to me. And then he goes, but yet here you stand. Just like, and here I stand. Here, here's a like, thing, too. Damn, man. Is... Like, he, he's defended her forever. 
sorry, I keep interrupting. My thing here is if she had loved Jorah back, it would have been an entirely different outcome. Right, exactly. Like I said, I don't think that he, she ever loved him like that. So it's a family love. It's a family type mm-hmm. love. Like the way you love your mom or the way you love your dad. Yeah. Like Or, or a brother or a sister. Yeah. Like she like that that's a cliche line. Like she loves him but is not in love with him. So Yeah. And, yeah. But let's think of the Deadpool here. And what's funny is when this happened. So me and uh some buddies, I have an old roommate, uh Will Songster, he's a good guy. Shout out to Will Songster. He um we did a Deadpool, like we put like five bucks on the line. You said you got every single Everyone person right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's think of the major characters, which is for our fallen I'm gonna heroes. I'm going to try doing it without any notes and see how Go many for I it. get. So we've got Ed, we've got Liana, we've got Jorah, we've got Theon, um, and let's see. Two I'm, more. There's two more big ones, right? Uh, Barrick, mm-hmm. and then... Um, this is an easy one, because this is one you just talked about. Oh, Melisandre. There you go. Yeah, but yeah. she didn't die in the Long Night, so I didn't count that. So she died after it. You know, right, she like after. she like like every, okay, after yeah. that battle mm-hmm. was done, the Night King was dead. Yeah. So yeah, you hit like, them all. Yeah, yeah. dude, straight exactly. up. Like, like I said, like, I, I don't, I didn't even have that written down. I just knew mm-hmm. because it was, that, that's my issue with this this episode. And I was talking to you about this before we start this podcast. Yes, it was cool, but guess what? We were building up this entire series, this amazing badass series that have captivated the entire world, not just the United States. Everyone in the world loved Game of Thrones. You've you built us up to this point, and the Long Night, as good as it was, I guess, is just super predictable. It was very, very, very predictable. I, I literally was able to name every single person that was going to die. And actually, I think I'm, I'm going to steal my thunder from episode f- and then when we do our next uh, episode on Game of Thrones. Big names, but not important to the future of, rest- of Westeros. Mm-hmm. That's what they were. They're, they were big names, but none of them were important to the future of Westeros. We needed one big death. We needed someone to die. We did. And what I was talking to you about... How, what <laughs> Not I, that we want people to well, die. <laughs> right, but it needed to be something that it I'm like, oh, it. shit, I didn't see that coming. I needed that moment in the long night. I say Sansa. If Sansa had died, it would be just, big enough where it's like it would get our attention, but it wouldn't be like detrimental see i'm okay with it not being sansa because sansa's literally been through like some of the worst shit of anyone in the entire i i don't even know who i would want it to be like i i said i said gray worm i think like i think if gray worm died it would have bought a whole new thing number one like danny you know loses another person super close to her mm-hmm. Missandei, you know we, we all talk about what happens to her but like like it, it kind of makes a poetry in motion there with that because we know what happens later. Right. So like like may, maybe Grey Worm. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna like beat my chest on that. Like I, I'm sure there's another one I'm just not thinking of that would have been a, a big death. Maybe Podrick. I don't know. Like I think, Brienne. I um, yeah. Killed no, Brienne. Like brought up a great point earlier. If Grey Worm had died, who commands the Unsullied? It would be. It would wake us up. Or even if. Because think about that. Because, like, dude, who's going to have to be the commander of the Unsullied Army? She's got to pick some other dude. I think if Grey Worm had died, it would have been perfect. Not that I wanted him to die. Right. But think about it. He died in war. Exactly. Fighting for his queen. Exactly. He was a soulless man. I'm... But I mean, he has a <laughs> just, longer arc, which we'll find out about. But no, I think it could have right. been anyone. Like, I, like my two that I think would have been would have been nice. It would have been you know Brienne dying and uh, 
or Grey Worm, one of those two. See, I even put in the Deadpool Jamie. Like, if Jamie had died, that would have worked her ass up. Yeah, I'm the okay. I'm okay with not not dying because when I do my rewrite, he's important to my rewrite. Like, like. But if he wasn't like, though, yeah. Like, I mean, I just. The thing was, like, like, I feel like Jorah wasn't enough. Yeah, it wasn't enough because, it's, like I said, all these were super predictable. And like, I don't care what anyone says, man. I, I you can, I've had three people I can vouch for when I said I when, I, when this not long ago started, I told everyone who was gonna die. It or at least, so, uh, and I so predictable. I hate saying it, but remember, Tormund almost died in Beyond the Lake in yeah. season seven. Yep. Like you. I don't want. I would the never is, want like, Tormund to even die. Even Tormund dies, like, bro, he's not important to the future of Westeros. I want someone who would be important. Yeah, to it the would have to be Westeros. someone in like, the family. Or, like Grey Worm would be really important because he's a commander of the Unsullied Army. Like, and you know, he's one of the closest yeah. people to Danny. He would have been important enough. Brienne, Sansa's right hand, saved. Like her story would come full arc. Mm-hmm. You know, she protected Catelyn's kids. Like, you know, like I'm okay with either of those because they're important to the future of Westeros. Or here's even a question. Like, what if Melisandre died differently? What if she was, like, stabbed in the battle and killed or something? So it was more of a way... I still think the necklace is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, well, yeah, there was a plot hole for sure on that. But <laughs> I just... I, I don't know. Melisandre's not enough for me. I needed someone that we had grown up. Oh, here's to. a good one. I got a really good one. Okay. What if Sir Davos died? That would have woke us up. Yeah, if Sir Davos had he, died. He, he's an old man, though. Like I, and I get your point. Like I, I he is important to the future of Westeros. He's like well spoken, and he's important later on. But like, really, he doesn't really come into play until like like the last episode again. Like so again, like. I mean, the only other one then besides Sansa would be Arya, but she which, killed the Night King. Right, which like, that wouldn't work, right? Or John. So, I mean, I guess you could have John die. I mean, I guess. Yeah, right like, there. Uh, yeah. But you Getting can bump it. into things, so I just... Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. I we're, hands, up, we're ending up anyway, so it's but, not the biggest deal. Um, yeah, he, he's fixing Viserion over here. You know, we have our all Mark channel. They can see, or people who are here and don't but, even know what we're doing. <laughs> just uh, a couple of things real quick. We've got a lot of couple of things, dude. Like I, yeah. Because my biggest thing, like, man... I, I like I said, we had the red wedding happen so early, and that's something that took everyone by storm, and how everyone was really, really shocked by the red wedding. You're telling me we couldn't get at least a surprise death, like something that you didn't expect to happen in the long night, like dude, like even if we, if you think about it and listen to the prophecy, you have an idea that Arya is gonna be the one that kills the Night King, like that's 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 your big shock, like I don't know, it just didn't it just didn't do it for me, man. We needed someone who was important to the future of Westeros to die. Like, if Tyrion died, that'd be crazy. That would have been good. That would have been fucking yeah. crazy. Which, there's a lot of points and we'll that talk would, that about. Would, that would be a good, that'd be enough reason. I could visually, like, I could I could come to terms with the fact of Jaime leaving. Because, leaving mm-hmm. the North because his brother died fighting for it. Yeah. I could, I could stomach I that. I thought at least Brienne should have died. Yeah, I think Brienne or Grey Room is, like, my realistic ones, but, like... Or both of them. Like, I think if both of them died, that would have been what we needed. Yeah, I Because agree. if both of them died, those would be two big characters that wouldn't be to the point, like, wow, we don't want to watch this right, show exactly. anymore. Mm-hmm. But it would have woke her ass up. Agreed. You see what I'm saying? Yep, so... Yeah, what what points did you wanna what did you wanna make? Over All there? I was gonna say was when Melisandre is you know before she as she's taken off the necklace like she's broken, 
Um, she, her eyes are feeling, uh, feeling red and she starts pouring tears and she's crying. And, um, Sir Davos watches her as she takes off the necklace. Because he's going to kill her. to dust. Because, like, yeah. he's going to go kill her. Like, he told her, you know, mm-hmm. she, he wants to make sure that, like, it was the truth. Like, hey, like, are you just, mm-hmm. did you just try to say that to dupe me into not killing yeah. you? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get your ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't get yeah, so. And I think it goes to show, though, like, Melisandre, no matter what she did, like, they didn't appreciate her. But also at the same time, she feels bad from Shireen, and she's a different person than what she was. Yeah, she in definitely. Season five. She definitely had an arc. To her. She had a character development for sure. Now another thing that I was gonna say, and this is pretty cool. What What are the Starks' words? Winter is coming. What did Ned Stark tell Arya? Long time ago, back in season one. You were born in the long summer, but now winter is truly coming. Mm-hmm. Who ended the winter? Yeah. Cool. Full yeah. circle. Right. <laughs> um, I do want to say this real quick about the filming of the battle, because okay. this is pretty wild, um, which we mentioned a little bit. So it was $15 million just on this battle, um, and it was an 82-minute battle. The entire season budget was just was $90 million total. Mm-hmm. For the two towers, and Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. the Battle of Helm's Deep was the biggest battle before that that was filmed. It was right at thirty-nine mil- minutes in the entire battle for this. The entire show, I'm sorry, it was ninety-four million. Um, the Battle of the Long Night took fifty-five nights to film and weeks in Ireland. They filmed the Battle of Helm's Deep. 75% of it was in one night. It took three months to film, but that was including reshoots and everything, which reshoots, which, as you know, you worked in entertainment like I did, aren't part of the budget. So I don't know. I just feel like you said, going into what you were saying, which is why I think it ties into it right now, we were robbed of something we should have had. It was a cool, like yeah. it was a cool episode. Don't get me wrong, it was yeah. a badass episode. It's good, not but good. But I feel like we were robbed of something. Bro, you spent this, fifteen million. This had the potential to be. I say this all the time to be the greatest TV series that was ever made, and they just dropped the ball. Like they didn't do enough. Yeah, they fifteen enough. million dollars, and we didn't and we have that major disappointed. Scene. I walked away disappointed from the long night. Star Wars. You have Qui-Gon Jinn that at least dies in episode one. And episode one came back after, what, 40 years or something? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, we needed, like I said, we needed someone big to die. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to bring this up real quick before we close out? Because we talked about Ginny of Oldstown last time, and I forgot to tell you the exact line. So the exact line, uh, so Rob, like I was saying, Actually, um, he was he encountered Oldstown when he was traveling to River Run, and encountered the twins, and then Arya encountered Highheart, who is the Oracle you were talking about. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there real quick, and um, the exact line here is uh, so Thoros, you know Thoros mm-hmm. from Sir Beric, which is funny because we just no, not Sir Beric. Beric Gondorian that just died. Mm-hmm. That's all that relates. Thoros died a minute ago. Um, he said, let her savor her song in peace. It is all she has left. And he keeps talking about this song. 
and the one line that actually is true um, that Arya hears is high in the halls of the kings who are gone Jenny would dance with her ghosts that's the only actual line so it was I just thought it was very cool. interesting how they made up all these lyrics around it just kind of how we were talking about with the budget of the long night yeah so awesome cool that was a hey man and it continues from here it does so guys you know it's, it's funny you know this one episode took us two and a half hours to break down that's why we need we need we're gonna do what we said we we're gonna do we're going to do one podcast episode per episode of season eight um but yeah guys so you know every single time we do this we always you know we, we start with uh the thanks and the numbers and we kind of end with you know hey you know what uh, we're growing every single week uh we know that the last week was big and you guys still stuck with us so uh, the loyalty and the fact that you know you guys are just as nitty gritty to the details as us to want to kind of see where this, how this breaks down, how we do it, it's it's just badass, guys. So, uh, thanks from the bottom of my heart. I know Chase feels the same way. Yep. Um, you know, again, we're on all platforms. So uh, click like, subscribe on either either one if you're friends. You YouTube, know, yeah. Instagram. True. Um, you know, we're on Facebook as well if you and if you know uh, people who like game of thrones who may who might just be getting into podcasts or do like podcasts but you know haven't heard of us yet just uh, you know just give them a little give them a little uh, poke in our direction and i think that uh you know the more people that our content reaches the happier some people are going to be man like i think that uh we've we've done a great job to this point of breaking down every little small detail that we possibly could in this in this arc and, and this is just Game of Thrones, guys. Keep in mind, we're not we're not ending with Game of Thrones. We've got all yeah. the fantasy genre left to go. So and for I those think, who don't, yeah, yeah for to, before you start there, before um, you know, for the people and the fans who uh, don't like Game of Thrones or haven't watched it, you know, we've got so many other things in the works too coming up. So if Game of Thrones isn't your shtick, isn't your thing, no worries. We're going. We're going. Like this is. We're not ending here. We've got plenty of other. Uh, content coming your way for the coming year so yeah no i i think you hit the nail on the head i mean westworld is big right now yep we're gonna tackle that bad boy and then we got the big one coming up in july mm -hmm. and i think that's one everyone can attest to um so i know we usually say uh chase and josh signing off but for this particular episode i'll say what do we say to the god of death <laughs> so oh so that's what you want to that's how you want to okay, i think that's it. a pretty good one like it all right so uh, do it again, my man. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. <laughs> <laughs>